They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. And then he couldn't fire his glutes later. Matt Hayes. I like dudes. Mia O'Brien. Can you take me higher? And Leon Searcy. Bringing you love, peace, and soul. How you like me now? Oh, we we need some soul. We need some healing right now in the city of Jacksonville. All of Duval of the noon hour has arrived. It still sucks. Uh, The yell is still there, even though you're a little further away from it. As we open up, I love our open XL primetime, right? I love that open. And I'm right now officially going to nominate that in light of back-to-back primetime L's that we change our name to XL 1 p.m. What do you say? XL 1 p.m. instead of XL primetime? Because this team. 12 p.m. Don't we start at 12 p.m.? Yeah. Oh, you owe me 1 p.m. because of A 1 o'clock kick. Sorry, I I got home at 2 a.m. Yeah, because this this team had two spotlight games. One, they lost to Buster Browning. And the other, well, (laughs) L Boogie did his thing. And this team right now is in a woeful funk, Leon. Yes. They are not ready for primetime. You're absolutely right. We, we, we should call them the Nooners when they're on Sundays. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. we should call this team the yeah. Nooners. insulting us. We are. Oh, well, well, well we're the original Nooners. Well, I used to call them the Jacksonville Ifs, and yeah. they're getting back there. They are, absolutely. Yeah, well, they're actually 2-0 and at 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah. that, that okay, all right, we may go there. 9 oh, yeah. yes, That's true. Good job, JJ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this team is not ready for primetime. They had two uh, occasions to, to showcase their talents and to, 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 to do the city of Duval – Justice at home at, the, at you know at the bank. I mean, there's a, there's a bevy of mistakes, man. I mean, this team. I, I know that we keep hearing the word self-inflicted wounds, self-inflicted. No, you got beat. You getting beat by these teams. Yeah. I don't care if you're making mistakes or not. You get beat by. Them. I mean, El Boogie. I mean, in that game, I mean, his elusiveness alone just wore them the hell out. Yeah, it, it's funny. I've always heard that term, unforced errors. Well, you, you made that mistake. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you got to own that. You got to eat that. Yeah, you Carve it up, it up and eat it. Yes, absolutely. All right. It is a Mokama Beer Company Monday, and we always ask for a little mo 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 from you on Mokama Mondays. And how do you do it? You dial the pop-off line, 207 207- 70, 71. You can call JJ if you need the number, and then you can script it out. I don't care what you do, but just be, uh, yeah, come in with some fire, some heat, some creativity, uh, and let us hear from you. You can throw your name out, where you're calling from. It doesn't matter, but just give it to us uh, on the pop-off line at 207-7071 because, once again, there are so many areas of concern. Zero points in the first half. The way it ended in the first half, the Trevor fumble, the instead of the turf monster, it was the air monster that got to him. And there's so many other things that you can point to. Brandon McManus, all of a sudden, swinging the leg ain't as easy. Uh, and then in the second half, you had a chance. And by the way, that was a catch. Calvin Ridley, I do believe, was was down in in, but whatever, it doesn't matter. That only would have pulled them back to within a score. So as we get things rolling, just start us off with a lot with the locker room, Mia, because honestly, coming out of this game, there's I, I don't believe there's any finger pointing, but there's a lot of shrugging. There's a lot of I don't know emojis going on. I don't know if it's I don't know emojis. They know what's wrong. They're not <laughs> executing. And I think the first step, to, what's it, uh, the first step? 
to uh, the cure is admitting you have an issue admitting you have an issue the first step to admitting you have an issue is acceptance um and they like every player we spoke to last night said it they're like we're not executing it's all game day operation it's three pre-snap penalties it's i mean tackling last night wasn't the case but it's just uh, situational awareness yeah. on, on both, obviously, the offensive when it comes to uh, being on the three-yard line with 20 seconds left in the, in the first half, but also on the defense and containing and understanding assignments. And so it's not like it's some, it's not like they're being outmatched solely based on talent. The Ravens were a better team last night. I think oh, yeah. you could argue that. But it's not like this was the 49ers game where the- it just was such an indomitable force against anybody. I don't care who the team was the Niners right. were playing that day. The talent was going to win out. It's not that. It's honestly just execution. And I think they know that, and that's where the frustration lies. And they also know, and again, it's woulda, shoulda, coulda. You go back to two weeks ago, if there's no holding penalty, if Trevor doesn't get hurt, if Brandon McManus doesn't miss that first field goal, and again, I understand it's what it should have could, and you don't want to live in right, that world. Right, that's the Jacksonville ifs that I would always right, refer to. But yeah. that's the reality is, is that then I don't know if we're sitting here in this like funk panic. Well, I, which so, so that's why maybe it's better that they're seeing their warts and all right now. Well, the thing is, is that you know we talked about the chance that there was a number one seed on the line, Matt. Remember, we'll go back a couple Mondays ago, and that is what was at stake. And then three L's later, uh, forget about. Forget about you know that. Now you're kicking and scratching. You got to head south to Tampa and meet a Baker Mayfield who just had a perfect passer rating uh, going up, up to Lambeau with that action. And they're going to come back full of fire, and the Buccaneers are probably going to think that they can thump you know, their in-state rival. Jacksonville's reeling right now. Yeah, I think – and at some point I think we're going to have to, like, admit what it is, too. Your quarterback is not playing well. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's as simple as that. He may be a franchise guy. He may, quote-unquote, be able to make all the throws. But if you can't manage a game, you know, the operational mess that we've seen the last three weeks is what happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for so long we've heard about how game manager was like this nasty bugaboo about quarterbacks. It's not. A game manager is everything. A guy that knows the game situationally, a guy that knows the game operationally is critical. It's so important. So you can have all the arm talent you want. Right. You can be able to throw it to anyone, anywhere. If you don't know what you're doing when you're on the field at critical moments, that's a big, big problem. Okay, so, Leon, go to the core of that one. That down-the-field moment, Zay Jones makes a great catch inside the five-yard line. You're hustling down the field. You're you're an offensive lineman. Honestly, what is going through your mind? Because no timeouts left. We can certainly scrutinize that if we want. But the bottom line is you have a chance to answer right before the half. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, Every day during during the week, especially on Fridays, right before the game, the situational football. We have two minute drill. Every every team does it. Two minute drill, and the offensive coordinator and the head coach gives you different situations and scenarios where the time is is click is, is going down. Right, and, and you have to make that decision to run up to the line of scrimmage, either throw a quick pass in the end zone or clock it. Mm-hmm. I, I I played been in the league eleven years, and I played it most of the time. The quarterback either does one or two things: either clocks it. Throws the ball on the ground, or he's trying to throw a play in the end zone, in the back of the end zone, where you know where there's no time left. So that means you have another play. So I mean, it's been done. At the very least, you could get as, two plays off. You can get two plays off if he clocks the ball with 12 seconds left. You got at least two shots at the end. At zone. least two shots. Two at shots. The end zone. Zone. Well, I here's say, another I thing say too: is always going to be the, the the rule there, and you'll get a field goal if you don't. So Doug Peterson, after the game, says we're always going to be aggressive. 
Well, maybe you should start rethinking that, mm-hmm. okay? Yes. And do like what everyone else in the NFL does there. You spike the ball. Yes. And give yourself two shots at the end zone. <clears throat> and it's not like, hey, by, by the way, if you spike it, it's not like you're not being aggressive. I want to go. Still giving yourself right, a chance. Right, you're giving yourself two opportunities, <laughs> yeah. which is critical. I want to go back to what Matt said about the game manager. Here is the list of quarterbacks who won in the National Football League in week 15 thus far. Mm-hmm. You ready for this one, boys? Aiden O'Connell. 60-plus points. Your boy, Buster Jake Browning. Yeah. For the third week in a row. Yeah, yeah. Go, so uh, may- maybe he ain't as Come, Buster as Joe's yeah. alluding to. Come from behind fashion, too. Gardner Minshew. Gee, through it. Joe Flacco. Old man. Case Keenum. That one was a head-scratcher, but keep going. Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah, efficient Derek Carr. Bryce Young. Yeah, I, mm. you know what? He fought back. 9-7 win, mm-hmm. but he'll give it, you know, he'll take it. Baker Mayfield. Perfect passer rating. And, of course, I know there's some others, but I wanted to just run through that list because that's eight Mm. quarterbacks as I say the eighth and final one, which, of course, gets everyone (laughs) fired up. Brock Purdy. Yeah, and and that guy. Who's not on that list? Yeah. Not for Lawrence. That's who's not on that list. Yeah. Yeah. last three weeks. NFL, not for Lawrence. On cue. On cue. All right, that that is what you can do with the pop-off line if you want. 207-7071. There's nothing wrong with second-guessing your quarterback. Nothing wrong with second-guessing no, your to offensive second coordinator, guy. your head yes. coach, all of it. Okay, the intensity level, it, it did look like there was an uptick in this, Leon. Uh, uh, some <clears throat> urgency, some it, physical play. I liked what, at least what I was seeing. Listen, it, it was fluid so many times. Joe, it was promising. Listen, yeah. when the offense came out there and they got set, they lined up in that heavy formation mm-hmm. – and they had an extra offensive lineman, and they ran the ball with 18 and got seven yards. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. This, what what you, happened to that? You're, you're, yeah, you're setting the tone for the game. We're going to run the ball. We're going to be physical at you, and we're going to come at you. Mm-hmm. And, then, yeah. and then they throw a pass. Trevor had ATN right there in the flat. Tries to, he throws a pass over Calvin Ridley's hands. Yeah. And I'm saying, just take, just, take, just, yep. take, just take the check down. Yeah. Or I mean, just it, run it again. Oh, run it again. I mean, it, you know, it, it's just That's it just operational football right It is there. very right. operational That's game football. management Okay, so right let's go to other guys that, that may not have that generational skill set, but take what is there, smart, mm. and game manager like we all are saying here. It seems like it's a criticism. It's not. Uh, and Josh Allen is probably a, a great example of this. He will make mistakes, but he always keeps his team in it with play. Well, it does look like he's starting to operate a little smarter. Let's mm-hmm. use L Boogie as an example. Lamar now improvises, scrambles. What does he do? He scrambles to make time to throw. And then when he starts beating you down the field, then he starts running. He he adds, Yeah, but he's rare. That, to be fair, he's oh my gosh. He is rare. He is okay, rare. But, but let's go back to the words generational talent, bro. Yeah. So yeah. I will say this. The two things this this franchise had going for them going into the season were Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And now they both have to be seriously criticized. Yeah, I both was so them. stoked mm-hmm. for the combo. Both of them. It's not It's not only just that Trevor's not managing the game. It's Doug Peterson's making bad decisions mm-hmm. because the quarterback is open. The, the, the receiver, the, the, the communicator, right, right when, in the when helmet. They're running down the when field. they're running down the field, it's open. All he's got to do is say, spike it, Trevor. Right. Let's get two plays. Spike it. Okay, so let's Instead, get Instead, to- we're, quote, always going to be aggressive. Yeah. And he said that how many times now in the last three weeks? Do we have that soundbite? I just want to I want to see if we do have that one just so we can From play Doug? it. From Doug? Yeah, we yeah. should. Yeah, because because honestly, I, I, I always love aggressive nature, but I also want to be smart about it. And these are the opportunities where I'm still being aggressive. I'm spiking it, and I'm giving myself mm-hmm. two chances to, to make it a 10-7 game. And still, 
be able to to kick the field goal if necessary. But do you not have do, do you not have faith in your quarterback? He has two shots from the three. Yeah, or wherever it was. Yeah. Do you not have faith in him to get the ball in the end zone? Right. So it's number two. Right, so here yeah. it is. So here's Doug Peterson afterwards. We're gonna stay aggressive. We're gonna you know we've scored before uh, in those situations. It was just a mistake I think by you know by Trevor obviously knowing the situation, know how much time is left right there, and that's the one thing. That's it's a great learning experience for us from the standpoint of you know don't throw it in bounds to be tackled in that situation. So we'll learn from that one. Just another great opportunity for us to, to try to get in the end zone. Yeah, don't go Gus on me. Yeah. Don't go Gus on me. Yeah. That's a great opportunity to learn. Don't do that. Well, I, well, I got well you're saying my, it's Trevor's fault, so maybe so why not he just did say tell it? them well, to I do. Yeah. Why not just say it? That but was on Trevor. He should have thrown, he he thrown the ball that. away. Yeah, he did say that. Right, but you got you to gotta flat out say it. You yeah. can't well, be kind of like yeah. and then, dancing and then he, around. And then he glossed it. Okay? He ice creamed it we don't have this. Mm. We don't have this bite, but I can we can pull it up on the YouTube because I asked that question, and yeah. then I followed it up with, just to be clear, was Trevor told – not to spike it. I think it's this. Well, initially, I was hoping, you know, when you're anticipating that he'd, we'd get out of bounds in that situation right there, you get get to the sideline or you score. You know, we we did out leverage the defense. They made a nice play, tackled him in bounds. But you know, when the when the pass was completed, I thought we had a good chance to get into the front pylon. He never answered the question. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're trying to be cute. That's what it is. Hard head make a soft behind. That's mm-hmm. what I've always been told. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you all this this notion about being aggressive. Yeah, that's fine. And and dandy. But, you know, I, I guarantee you 95% of the NFL teams in that type of situation will run up to the line of scrimmage and spike the ball and give that quarterback right. an opportunity to huddle up and you got two plays in the right. end zone. And if you don't get those two plays, you kick the field goal and you go into halftime 10-3, right. to and now, you know, you got a little momentum. And, and I, I understand the mindset of let's keep them on, like the defense on the defensive. I get all that. They're on their heels. The big play just made. And we can, heck, we can go back two or three weeks ago when they decided to do the same thing, and we argued about whether or not they should have done it at the half or not. Uh, was that against Houston? Yeah, against the Texans. Mm-hmm. And so I always like those aggressive thoughts, but at the same time, this is important but, moments in football jo- games that will help you win. But Joe, if you run and spike the ball, you could that's you could still be aggressive with I the two totally plays agree. you have in the end zone. Yeah, Yahtzee, Yahtzee. It's just it's it's infuriating. The things that got me more than anything else. All right, McManus's misses. They're from fifty plus. Got to hit one of those two. Okay, the first one you saw how high it was up the upright when it doinked off. So that was the one that you definitely wanted to see go through. The other one, fifty five. You can you can certainly understand that uh, him not making it. But then the inexplicable fumble, the phantom fumble from Trevor. That mm-hmm. does that mean he's playing with some nerves? Does that mean no? He, he was trying to switch. It, it, it looked like he was hands. trying to switch hands yeah. in that situation. I mean, it's just best to go down. It, it's just best to go down. I mean, that extra yard or two. You're is not going to get the first down. No, you're not going to get the first right. down. He's the trying to, to make down. the play. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I get yeah. that part of it. Uh, aggressive just again. Go, go back to that just, part of it. Yeah, he's just got to go down in that situation. Yeah. I mean, you, two hands on the ball, just go down. Get, you, you're good. Yeah, and give yeah. and give yourself a chance. I mean, he's not run. He's not a running back. Situational. He's not the ball. Yeah, he's not a running back. He's trying to switch over to his leg. You know, most running backs are told that when they're in open space like that, I mean, probably even quarterbacks, to switch it over to the hand so if it gets stripped, it can go out of bounds. Hell, in that situation, man, just just cover it up and fall. All right, so you guys can kind of jump in on this. Let us know. You can hit the text line, Design by Lifetime Enclosures, at 641-1010, uh, or on a Mokama Beer Company Monday, Mo, 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 you can hit the pop-off at 207-7071 uh, because I, I, there are no quick fixes. We know that. We all say, hey, uh, everyone out there is dealing with injuries, and I get all that. Uh, but you look around, and that was a team for the taking. You had held Lamar Jackson and company, 
who was close to 5,000 yards of offense, averaging 28 points a game. You had held them to 10 points. You had a chance at a minimum to make it a one-score game going into the half. And then you were able to do some things early in the second half, and, and they blew it. It was 10-7. And I know yeah. they scored on the first play of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. It was 10-7 through yeah. three quarters. You know you know what? Yeah. The, the most I was watching the telecast. I went to the game, but I was watching the telecast yeah. on TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about it is when they interviewed John Harbaugh when he came out of halftime, right. you know what he said? He said, yeah, the team's doing well. I like the way our defense is playing, but we got to get back to what we do best, which is run the ball. That's a team that has an identity. That's a team that has an identity. He knows solid defense, run the ball. And listen, the reason our defense for the most part early on with L Boogie, I mean, they did a good job keeping and containing them. I mean, but if you're running around like that for the mass majority of the game, you're going to get tired. So guess what? They knew that. Yeah. And then so when they that's when they start running the ball and start pounding and getting after them. Meanwhile, yeah. in <laughs> contrast, your Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm gonna pull up the stat because this just absolutely boggled my brain. Midway through the second drive of, for the Jacksonville Jaguars last night, so before mm-hmm. the second missed field goal. Right. Travis Etienne had 27 yards on four carries. Pretty good Pretty good average. That was still in the first quarter. Yeah. He had 35 yards on 14 carries last week. Do you want to know how many yards and carries he finished with? Yeah, 10 right. carries for 31 yards. Yeah. The, the total- From four for 27 mm-hmm. to 10 for 31. Okay, you, you had said earlier, so there were 17 total totes from the run game, okay, 17 total totes, and ultimately, what was it, 75 yards, 13 from the running backs? Yeah. 13. Yeah, 13 from the running backs, so 17 total, and they they just they abandoned it once again. And well, here we are looking at Trevor feeling like he's got to put a cape on, he's got to make the throws, and you still don't have enough guys, either <clears throat> him making the right decision or guys pulling well, the ball in. You know what they're telling but if they're telling us, that those tunnel screens and those quick screens, they, they're run plays. No, they're not. They're not tempo setters. If you watch the Baltimore Ravens, when they lined up with a fullback in the backfield yeah. and they're running that all, they running the counter and they're pulling the guard and they're pulling the tackle, and some of our players are making business decisions and backing up. I'm watching the game. Yeah. When that long run with Mitchell, when he, when he made that 40-yard oh, yeah. long run where they ran the counter to the right side, instead of – a DB, a safety, or a linebacker attacking it. You gotta attack the. You gotta attack the. You can't backpedal and go side to side. That's exactly what they want. Right. The, a lot of them guys on, on a couple of those plays were making business decisions because they were supposed to blow that offensive line up. Uh-huh. You gotta take out the guard and take out the tackle, and then let your other guys corral and stop that play. So I'm gonna come back to you. This is a question now that we're three weeks into this bad boy. The physical toughness of this football team is being is in question and is being challenged by the other teams. And so far, they're 0 for 3 because I'm going to go Cincinnati, Cleveland, mm-hmm. and now. So they're 0 for the AFC North right now these last three weeks. Yeah, because the AFC North is a physical, physical division. Yeah, It's always been a physical division. And those guys that you just named, the Cincinnati, Cleveland, yeah. and the they're physical teams. They play hard-nosed defense, and they can run the ball. And they got offensive lines that can move and push you off the pile. We saw it last night. And this team right now is not matching the intensity. And I'm going to say this. Last year's team, what a worse record is better than this year's team, in my opinion. Why is that? Because they got a sense, they had a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. And they knew that they had to be playing their best football in December if they were going to give themselves an opportunity to make the playoffs. And this team last year, with a worse record, in my opinion, 
is better than this team. Did uh, Tony Romo hear what you just said? So you're saying the DNA, they have no urgency this year versus last year. Absolutely. Do you believe part of that, because I see some of our friends on the YouTube chat line are commenting about this, the fact that they take the play clock all the way down to one, and that is by design from what I have been told, Mm -hmm. does that suggest to the opposition that there's no sense of urgency? Well, it certainly gives them a chance to get off on the snap. It, it, and then there's no pre-snap yeah. motion either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, it could. Yeah. I mean, it, it absolutely could. That You know, because I, I don't know why they do what they do. I mean, I can't explain it. I just know that this team right now in the month of December is not playing its best football. And and, and, and you, 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 you want to play your best football in December. With the, you know, forget the playoffs, all right? That, that's a backdrop to how you play in December. Ask Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That's Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. I mean, I mean, come on now. That's playoff football. They had they ran sixty oh, something plays yeah, yeah. and they had thirty nine rushes. Did they send a message or what? That's what that that's yeah. that's playoff football. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it because right now this team is licking its wounds in the in the biggest of ways. Three game losing streak that they're on. We mentioned the Cowboys. They were all of that and now none of it. Uh, after this this loss to Buffalo yesterday. So we got so much to get into. 207-7071, hit the pop-off line. Be creative, be funny, be passionate. Whatever it might be, we would love to hear from you. A Mokama Beer Company Monday. We'll stay on the Jags. We'll definitely work in a couple of college things as we're getting closer and closer to National Signing Day. We have an average quarterback here in Jacksonville. He is average Hey, we've lost, what, three games in a row? All three games, he's completely outplayed by the other quarterback. When is there going to be some heat for this fake New York gangster, Trent Baalke? You know, wannabe Vito Corleone. I'm tired of this. This roster is awful. We keep talking about the pass rush, and the pass rush contributes to the pressure on the quarterback. But nobody's saying anything about the cornerbacks and these people running wide open. I got my invoice, $900 more a season for my seats. You better start playing like you're worth it, Jags. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. I'm not going to defend Trent Bulky, but I will let you know he's from Wisconsin and uh, has other roots in Bemidji, Minnesota, which may be like a Midwestern. (laughs) Bemidji, Minnesota may be the furthest thing from a New York gangster, but hey, we'll, we'll take it. We enjoy the pop-off line right here on XL Primetime. Mia O'Brien, Josie, Matt Hayes, Leon Searcy, and JJ LaSelva with you till 3 p.m. 207-7071 is the number to reach us at if you are so inclined to leave us a voicemail on the pop-off line. If you'd prefer to leave a text, oh baby, we got some good ones at 641-1010, the, the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. I would like to read this one from 568. Mm-hmm. Leon, this one is for you. Linemen used to be feared like you wouldn't want to run into them in an alley type guys. Our offensive line doesn't scare anyone. None of them, except Big Cam, strike me as the type that they are about that life. We have a bunch of gentle giants, a bunch of Build-A-Bears. I am sure Big Surce will agree there are no dogs. Just know that I'm ultra soft. Build-A-Bears. Don't put put them in this category. That was funny. That was funny. Build-A-Bears. Wow, that is interesting. Yeah. Well, me and Matt was just talking about the air. It all all starts up front. If you're not physical up front, and you're not go, you're setting the te- you're setting the tone for the whole game. I, listen, I was inspired when the game started. Yeah, I was inspired to see him in that heavy formation, going after it, going after the the, the Ravens' vaunted defense, and getting after it and getting seventy yards, five yards here, seven here, and and then all of a sudden it just disappeared. All of a sudden we got cute, 
and we're throwing passes and we're throwing quick screens and tone screens. And I'm like, where, where, where was the physicality? I mean, you, you can't tease me like that. You can't, you can't take me to the party and don't dance. Because those first four carries, <laughs> yes, this yes. offensive line that has not been performing yes. up to standards, they looked confident. They did. Absolutely. By the way, by the way, that was movement, like we talked about. Instead of just knocking them off the ball, yes, use the athleticism. Yeah, the first listen. The first run play was heavy, and they they ran like a like a dive play, like a. a uh, like a, like a inside zone play, yep. mm-hmm. and they ran it right up in the middle, and I was like, okay. Now they ran in the middle; they ran the counter ran it to the right. I, mm-hmm. I knew where the play was going because they had heavy set on that position. I said they must be running they run the zone. But they, they moved, ran it, but they and moved, they moved guys. people. That, exactly. I mean, li- listen, I, listen. One or two things need to happen this this off season. It's, it's going to Fortner. He's going to have there. He's going to have to get in the weight room program. Yeah. Or we need to find us one of them corn fed uh, centers from Wisconsin or Nebraska or Michigan, mm-hmm. who just walks bent knees wherever he goes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Because, I mean, he gets overwhelmed because he's going up against guys that are, you know, 340, 350, and he can't handle them. He, he tries to. I mean, you have a, you Well, have a, I always feel like if like like what you, what you preach is absolutely 100% damn. truth because the offensive line dictates, for my money, the whole game. Attitude mm-hmm. like you're describing. Yes. But it's very simple. If you do not move the chains, you're off the field, your defense is back on, defense mm-hmm. gets worn out, obviously they're not going to be able to make as many plays. And so that offensive line, it is crucial for them to give you – know, right, maybe, maybe Trevor's confidence is waning a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it might – A, he's not playing well, but it might also be because of the fact that he has such limited time to make decisions and make good decisions. Well, listen, Joe, I, I've I've been on those sidelines. I, I've been on the sidelines where the offense uh, struggles a bit and the defense has to go up against um, someone as as elusive as El Boogie. Mm-hmm. And the defensive line is coming over to us saying, hey, bro, these three and outs are killing us, bro. I mean, we have to run, chase this man yeah. down. We need some rest. Can y'all get a first down or two or three to keep the ball moving, man? At worst, you got to do that for your defense because they, he's going to scramble around and he's making plays with his hands. I mean, with his arms and his legs. You yeah. you got to get that defense a break for because they they can get worn out. And that's where running the ball, you would think, yes. if you're able to move it out in space, run a little bit of clock. Get some more time on the sideline for the defense. And you're not getting ETN beaten up either. Correct. Yes, absolutely. And Dearness Johnson, like he, I think he ran for, it was like three yards on each of his two carries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2.5 yeah. each. But he had some pop to him. Yeah, I, I, we say it every week. If you're trying to conserve ETN, like you do well, have another guy right there. I, I understand it, there's also Tank Bigsby. We won't get into that. Like there yeah. is a guy yeah, I, I, who I, you I, can just yeah. like, run out See, there and he can run between the tackles. But, but here's the thing. We, we we have a bunch of pins. We don't have any bowling balls mm-hmm. in the run game. We thought Tank was going to be our bowling ball. We got a bunch of pins. I mean, yeah, we got to bring him up. There's no yeah, doubt. I mean, yeah, we got absolutely bring him up. We don't have a we don't have a we don't have a, we don't have like a Natron like in December that you just went just ran rapid in December. We I mean, we, we, we don't have be, nothing like that. We, we may need that. to get little man Stewart back on and ask him a little bit about this uh, and just kind of where they can go. Let's make this the 10-10 take because, honestly, we got to bring up Tank. we got to bring up what's not out there right now. 
Now, Joe C's 1010 tape. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue. Local pit masters since 68. Sonny's Real Pit Barbecue, they know how to make the recipes work. That's right. Up early, oak on. There's the flame. Smoke it slow. And that way, when you come in, you're going to get a great meal. Whatever protein you're into, you know I love the chicken ribs, pork, turkey, you name it. I love it. And check out all those sides. So we can't get away from like one of our pop-off callers said. Trent Baalke is responsible for the roster of, of this franchise. And Doug Peterson is responsible for making every one of these guys play hard, play better, play smart. And so both of these guys have culpability in this. And Trent Baalke, I, I don't know how else to say it. Look around the National Football League and see third, fourth, fifth, sixth rounders making contributions on a regular basis just in backfields alone. Take a look at what Baltimore's doing. Mitchell. Now, Edwards is a, is a vet. But they have Mitchell thrown in there. Take a look at what Cincinnati does. If they don't have Joe Mixon at full tilt, they just throw Brown in there. He's a fifth-round pick. I mean, I can go on and on and on with all these guys around the National Football League that are making plays. You see Tank, and then it's, it's just a, a, a distant memory. He's in and out of a football game where you need to be physical. That's the 10-10 take. This is a football team right now that has roster holes that you can yeah. point back to Trent Baalke. It's I, I can tell you this, and, and I told Leon this during the break. If this team, this franchise wasn't so bad over the last 10, 12, 15 years, this regression from this year, yeah. from last year to this year, would get these guys fired. Yeah. But they're not gonna get he's Peterson's not gonna get fired. Right. Balky's not gonna get fired. This feels like they'll a bonus compared to yeah. Right. It, it they'll just well, we need we need a couple guys here and a couple guys there. And well, I, I think what they're doing philosophically what they're doing is not working. It's just not. So, I, I mean, we can talk all you want about we're always going to be aggressive and we're always going to you know, try and push the envelope. I mean, at what point do you do what the rest of the NFL does? Mm-hmm. Because that's the tried and true way of winning games, of winning playoff games, of going deep into the playoffs. All right, so real quick, this is such an up-and-down type of league, okay? I'm not going to quit peppering them with criticism when it's deserved, and they're on a three-game losing streak, so it's deserved, okay? Losing to Baltimore, you don't necessarily need to take any shame in that. But you had two of three home games. But the way you lost yeah. to Baltimore, you should take shame yeah, in that. Exactly. I'll tell you that right now. So let me use Green Bay as an example. Okay, Green Bay, go back three weeks ago. What'd they do? They beat up a Kansas City at home. And they made us come out of that game going, whoa, 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 whoa. Jordan Love looks like he's legit. Look at what Matt LaFleur is doing with this club, yada, yada, yada. They go to New York, and they turn Tommy DeVito and his entire family into, a, into primetime stars, right? They win that game, or excuse me, lose that game, and then come back and get absolutely pantsed by the other Bay, by Tampa Bay, and make Baker Mayfield look good. So it's happening in a lot of different spots around the National Football League. You just got to figure it out. E-X-C-U-S-E. I'm not making – see, you don't even listen to what I'm saying. It is, JoJo. It's an excuse. You know what I'm doing? I'm peppering them. And everyone else, we we think we know something, and then we don't. Am I making an excuse for for Jacksonville? Mm-hmm. No, I think you no. are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you are. Mm-hmm. How how yeah. am I? Does that not sound like an excuse to you? Well, listen. In December, pretenders, contenders. Yes, this team is teetering. This team, no, this team's is been teetering. teetering, bro. They might lose out. This They're team's teetering been on pretenders. Yeah, this team's been exposed. And so oh I'm yeah, not absolutely. Making excuses for them. Yeah. But the the one thing that obviously missing pieces have been costly to them. Okay, no Campbell, no Cisco last night, no Kirk, obviously. Those 
No Cam. Yeah. I mean, no, if your offense goes to a stall because you're Bro. missing your number two receiver, you got problems, okay? Well, well, Is no. he the number two receiver, though? Yeah. Well, no, hey, no Cam. Well, Suspect. Even if you lose your one, if it, if it goes to a well, I mean, you can't. Well, Joe, just, it's not the, how it works in the yeah, league. You got to have somebody that can step up and well, play. I, just, I look, gave look, you examples of other that guys goes that have to your stepped point. up. Yeah, 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 that goes to your point. Look at a team like Buffalo; they got issues all all around defensively. Yeah, yeah, they got, and everybody thought that they, they that the Cowboys were going to stress them defensively because they're missing guys secondary yeah. here, this or whatever. No, they, they don't Lost miss their a best beat. edge. Their middle yeah. linebacker, yeah. two guys in the secondary. They said, "So what?" And, yeah. and then offensively, it took some time. Yeah, and then it, everybody. It took a six-week stretch in, with, in yeah. which they lost. And, four and you of know six. what? They're playing with that DNA gene that you were looking for earlier. Yeah. Urgency. Yeah, they're playing with urgency. Yeah. They know mm-hmm. one and done. What they're hoping is that they got three games left on their schedule. They got two two games that are winnable, and then they finish at, at, at Miami. Yeah. And that could be for the division. So they're playing in playoff atmosphere. Absolutely, right absolutely. now. And you know, everybody thought this Sunday we were going to see this showdown between Dak Prescott and Josh Allen. It's going to determine who's going to win the MVP. You know what the Buffalo did? They said, no, it ain't going to be no shootout. Mm-hmm. We're going to line up the ball. We're going to line up, and we're going to go after this defense, who, by the way, has a 205-pound middle linebacker yeah. playing in the game. I could not. When, when that, like, I'm like, and he got exposed. Oh, my gosh. And you want to talk about when it turns to December and it turns cold and every possession and every play – Counts and it's it's basically thirty nine. They ran the ball thirty nine times. And and Dak, is Joe Brady gonna get head coaching offers <laughs> like we so predicted five six years hey. ago? But I love what Josh Allen said. He goes, if 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 that's how we play it, that's I, how we play yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I'll do it all day if I can go. You know, whatever the number is, ten and zero. To Matt's point about if this was a different franchise, would heads be rolling? Would people's jobs be on the line? I think it's. Curious to pair this with the three-game losing streak Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. one of those storied franchises that Leon knows all too well, mm-hmm. currently find themselves in. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin is currently at the microphone up in Pittsburgh, and he is firing from the hip. Mm-hmm. They've benched Mitch Trubisky. They think there's a chance that Kenny Pickett could play. But as of now, they're rolling with Mason Rudolph. Here are some other quotes from Mike Tomlin. Forget the rest of the coaching staff. It starts with me. He said that that he thinks when it comes to – hold on, let me make sure we get this. Oh, with uh, George Pickens and the frustrations. He think, I, I, uh, speaking of business decisions, I watched George Pickens after a pick was thrown the other day run in the other direction. Right. He's like, I am getting the H out of here. I am not going to get unloaded on. And he said, like, you know, obviously that needs to be better, but he says the Steelers will make, quote, definitive changes and they will not sit on their hands to make those changes to turn around this ship. Personnel, schematic are all on the table, and that will happen. And, and they got roughed up the other day by a Gardner Minshew-led Colts team. I, I text Flint, Flint's stoked because it, it's just it's a feel-good situation for him. But right now in the AFC South, two teams just joined the party, the conversation, because Houston was able to come from behind from double digits and win that ball game. And Indianapolis was able to take care of business. And now you're looking at all three of them, and they're all eight and six. We had someone on the text line ask if Gardner was the quarterback of the Jaguars, would they be in this situation? Would he have handled certain situations, i.e., the 30 seconds before the half better than Trevor did? Mm -hmm. For me, yes. I think that Gardner's situational awareness this year has been better than Trevor. You can say that. I think there are certain throws that. Physically, Gardner is limited and can't make that Trevor has made, so you put that out there too. But I think the bigger part of it for me is the synergy between Shane Steichen and Gardner Minshew right now. Mm-hmm. And Gardner said, and they, and they mentioned it in the broadcast on NFL Network, 
that Gardner told Rich Eisen and Kurt Warner that there, there's a reason for every play. There was one drive, Leon, in the second half of that Colts-Steelers game in which the Colts ran it 10 straight <laughs> times. And that do was what even, you have to do. And that was even with Moss, not even 100. If you want to talk well, about another Tyler bevy. Goodson. Yeah, another yeah. bevy of backs. free agent last year. Yeah. And who was the other one, Chandler? No, yeah. uh, what's his name? Um, who was the Ohio State and Oklahoma uh, running back? Oh. Trey Sermon. Yeah. Trey Sermon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Trey Sermon definitely mm-hmm. is another guy that they just dropped right in and, there and just kept making plays. And, and let's not forget, Gartner went in Baltimore and won. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. That was one of his first road starts. And the other thing you saw the other day, now he almost got Michael Pittman killed, but still. It was yes, a great, he did. Yes, it, was he a, did. It, it was a great throw. It was just a tick too late and, and obviously a savage hit because they made, they made um, wasted no time. They ejected twenty three right right the right right the heck out of that game. But I I love watching Gardner operate because he was moving people with his eyes, uh, scrambling for more time, and then making a dart of a throw. And that was driving the football. We'll have the quarterback whisper in here a little over an hour's time for now. He drove the football on a couple of those throws, and so that's what you need. That's what you want. Uh, and, and and Trevor has everything he. Physically, everything he needs, and mentally, it looked like him and Doug Peterson were going to be a perfect match. Well, they have they've they've looked in the mirror last few weeks, and they probably don't like what they see right now. So I have to ask the question: When is we came out of last week saying when is Doug and Trevor going to get a little ticked off and challenge the people around them? Did they challenge anybody around them this week? Did it work? I don't know. Do they need to challenge themselves? Is Doug Peterson? being too kind of a guy and letting Press Taylor come up with the game plan. I'm not taking Doug off the hook because Doug, like like Matt said earlier, spike it. That's all you got to say in his ear. Spike it, okay? So it's his team. Mm-hmm. He's well, the also one running the say, show. You also have to say stop throwing the stuff outside the quick stuff. Yeah. You've done it eight times. It's not working. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Do something else. I don't care if it was the game plan because they didn't think they could run the ball between the tackles, and that's how they're going to get their run – their run game, I don't care. It's not working. Stop doing it. And I know at the end, defense certainly sagged and gave in because just of the amount of time they were out on the football field. But they they created some pressure. They just couldn't quite get El Boogie on the ground. And uh, a few teams have succeeded on that front. That's for sure. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. You guys can hit the pop-off line, 207-7071. Mokama Beer Company Monday. Don't forget – Every single day of the week, they're serving up some of their delicious roasted coffee. You can get all the different flavors. They will make it for you right there in the beautiful tap room. And they've got their wildlife location as well, which is a beautiful little satellite uh, location. And they're making that great brew, serving it Tuesday through Sunday at Mokama. You can log on mokama.com and check out everything they got. Pick some craft up at the show. You know what we were doing the other day with our Christmas party? Mm-hmm. We were at uh, Four Score. And I actually w- went back yesterday with, with cousin Dan yeah. before we uh, before we headed over to the game. Yeah, so four he score. said even in Baltimore too. This is my cousin from Maryland who was visiting for the game. Yeah, he uh, he said they have a couple up there too, and he's like, man, this is really all the rage. And he's like, this one may be the nicest one I've ever walked into. We though. had a great we had a great time, but when I went to the menu, he said, I said IPA. He goes Cosmico, done. That was it, and that's, that's what all. Dan had. Yeah, exactly. I so. said because he was like Cosmic. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Mokama, yeah. you got to go with it. Dude. Absolutely. All right, so. We need to at least have a little bit coming out of the locker room. Evan yes. Ingram. We'll hear from Evan Ingram. Um, so that'll come in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, I did speak with Luke Fortner as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I know there's plenty of you that uh, are, are dying to hear from him because a lot of y'all want to run him out of town. Um, that is available on our 1010XL YouTube channel as well. 
Can I lighten the mood a little bit? Mm-hmm. So we have a, a Jaguar fan, or at least someone who follows me, who's a Wisconsin grad, who's given me an interesting fun fact about one Trent Baalke. Mm-hmm. So he's from Rosendale in Wisconsin. It's known as the traffic ticket capital of the Midwest. Oh, the they're, Lottie of the Midwest. <laughs> their gas stations even sell It's the Ticket merchandise. Oh, that's funny. That's classic. Yeah, Waldo and Lottie, that's our claim to fame here uh, as far as uh, just 100% speed traps. They don't deny it, that's for sure. All right, into the 1 o'clock hour. Yeah, we need to get a little uh, levity and lightheartedness in the program because right now it is doom and gloom, uh, but that's the way it feels after three straight L. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room at Fernandina Beach. Mokama getting it done up there. Coffee every day, craft, beer, Tuesday through Sunday. Look for them on the shelves at ABC or Total whenever you're out shopping for some delicious craft. Now, we've uh, crafted up some text messages and some pop-off calls. So if you want to hit it, 207-7071, a little mo-mo-mo from you. Uh, Sleevage on the text line uh, says, I predicted a 10-11 win season for the Jags this year. We're on track for that. We will make the playoffs again this year. I'll jet down for another playoff game for sure. <clears throat> Disappointed a bit. But we've been waiting for years to be in the postseason uh, this time back-to-back seasons. And I hate to say it, but uh, history history has been warned. And I'm wondering if the Cersei-led 1990s version of the Jaguars is going to still hang on to the only team with back-to-back playoff seasons. That's what's well, at risk right now, okay? Yeah. That's what's at risk right now. Well, what's at risk right now is that this team doesn't want to be a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Okay? We went back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. Yeah. 96 through 99, four straight. four straight years, we went to the playoffs. And we hosted – well, we went to two AFC championship games. So, yeah. I mean, a little different. I was actually yeah. thinking about your 90s Jaguars mm-hmm. the last few days, Leon, because obviously – the, the hype was there akin to similar but different to last year with this team out exceeding expectations. This team goes to the divisional round, goes toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. The 96 Jaguars go to the AFC Championship round. Mm-hmm. Expectations, assuming, sky high in 97. And then, as we know, you make the playoffs, but a disappointing result in round one. So I'm curious, knowing that you guys won three of four to end the year, so it's obviously, well, actually, it might not be different if this team wins out. Mm-hmm. But but what was the sentiment in that stretch run and that that disappointing playoff run, knowing that those expectations had been raised? Because I think, and I talked to a couple Jaguars last night about this, part of why these losses sting is because the expectations are so much higher than they have been for the past decade. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, listen, the, the, the 96 run was special. The 96 run was special. We, we started the season three and six. We ran, we won six, six out of the last seven games, beat Buffalo, Denver championship game, whatever. The biggest thing that, that, that we had to overcome from that 96 season is the – we had high expectations, but we, we, we still had to put in the work, all right? We, you still got to put in the work, the execution. I keep saying that this team, you, you, can't, you can't execute and be in – week two and week 15 are totally different, all right? Totally different. Week two is you, you're still on the adrenaline of mm-hmm. the NFL and stuff like that. There are more mistakes, that this, this, and that. Week 15 in December is playoff football. It, it, it really is. Uh, 
cancel your Christmas parties. We ain't got time for gifts, all that kind of stuff. Your focus is on de- January, but you got to get through December because everything's tougher, more physical, the attention to detail, all that kind of stuff. And you got to also understand that because these coaching staffs, they've got a litany of film on you. Right. So they can make a, a determination of what kind of team you are. And this and, – and, what I'm looking at, I'm, if I'm a defensive coordinator and I'm looking at this offense, I'm looking at them and say, oh, well, they can't run the ball. Mm-hmm. They don't commit to it. That means they're not really that tough. All right? So, and, and, if, a I'm a de- and if I'm the defensive coordinator, I'm going to say, you know what? You know, they're going to come out early with it. But then, you know, if you if you punch them in the mouth a couple of times, they'll abandon it. And then they'll go to quick screens and tunnel screens and take their shots down the field. Which is what? But they're not going to stick to it. Which is what happened last night? Exactly. That's exactly what happened. At some particular point, you they get they get film on you. Mm-hmm. They can evaluate what kind of team you are, what you do, your tendencies, and and this team has has the reputation that we'll try to be tough first at, at first, but then once you punch them in the mouth, they'll go back and revert back to their old ways of passing the ball, this, this, and that. They're not a really basically. What I'm saying is, defensive coordinators are saying. They're not really a physical team. They're a finesse team, is what they're saying. You yeah. can say Basic, it. Go ahead. Basic. And, and, and Matt, I tried to stay away from the soft. F word. You won't take the. You won't use yeah, the T. Don't, don't put the T on it. I ain't put the T on it yet. No, it's just soft. Just don't soft. put the T on that, it. Well, but but Matt. That, yeah. Yeah. The Doug Peterson led Eagles team had a tough persona. Yeah. So riddle me that. Yeah. They. Not only that, they. It's weird how he, his offense there was tight end based, and this offense is not tight end based. You know, and personnel is different. What, it, it, what it is, is this? It offense? is different. It mm-hmm. is different. But if you've got Luke Farrell, a skinny Farrell post, a play. and he gets how many yards? Thirty yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw it again. Yeah. Go back to it. Instead yeah. of throwing it eight times right. to the perimeter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're spot on with remember, that. Part. Remember, Peterson offensive line was Jason Peters, Lane Johnson, and Kelsey. I get all of that. Yeah, I get all that, of that. No, that, that allowed point, them to right. do. At but some Matt point, brings up a great point of like, if something is working. Why aren't you going back to that and still trying to slam a square peg into a circle hole? First off, who runs a tunnel screen in the NFL? Seriously. <laughs> that's some college. Seriously. That's college. That's, but not that's, only that, <laughs> you, their defenses are too good and too fast yes. laterally to yeah. run a tunnel. You don't, can't run a tunnel screen in the NFL. They're, they're so fast. They blow everything up. Uh, one uh, of our listeners is so desperate, uh, our, our Duval Nooner is trying to figure this whole thing out. I think it's time to cut Trevor's hair. Maybe clear up his thinking. So they want to take Samson's hair and just and lop it off. I, I don't know. I saw Blaine Gabbert went from the long locks to the clean shave and, and look. It, did, it didn't do anything. Exactly. Right. Or he could just prepare more. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Just 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 play better. Okay. Yeah. Because Trevor has everything. And I swear I do I feel like sometimes he's pressing a little bit. Needs to free himself up a little bit. But even, I, even if Dougie says, Hey, we wanna be we wanna be aggressive. He's got to be running up to that line thinking, yeah. no, we just got to spike it. Let's spike right. it and get a couple plays we out of We still are aggressive yes. because we have two more shots into the end zone. And that's when you get that heart rate down if you can do it. Plus, and, it and if he did that and spiked it, you know what would happen if he'd gone on the sideline? Yeah. He'd just said, good move. Yeah. Yeah, good move, man. Right. All right, let's, let's And that's when they all work in concert together. Yeah. Is all Trevor right. going to play this weekend? That is He's a in? great question, and I yeah. was going to segue to that, JJ, because that was perhaps the most curious part of last evening. Um, we don't know when Trevor, Trevor suffered the injury that has landed him in the concussion protocol. We also may not have even found out about it, if not for a reporter with the final question of Doug Peterson's press conference asking him about, hey, Trevor was kind of favoring his right shoulder. Like, 
it, it, does he have a shoulder injury? And and Doug kind of whispers, oh, he's, he's in the protocol. Mm-hmm. And then every I, like I raise my hand, I'm like yeah. the, the the concussion protocol. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then at that moment, the PR director steps in and goes, and because of the NFL league policy, he will not be available tonight. Everyone have a good evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they nothing ended that. to see here. Yeah, they ended that immediately. So you don't you don't know exactly when the hit took place, and we'll find out. Well, because- I think D Rock wrote that it was on the last drive. Yeah. Okay, he did write that? Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Let me go All back right. and make for sure. But when I read it on ESPN this morning, I and thought that's what it said. Yeah, so I'm- we don't know exactly the extent of this concussion. Obviously, he's got to go through the various steps. I know immediately there were some people panicking about no quarterback has gone into the protocol and then played the next week. That that has been debunked. Brock mm-hmm. Purdy did that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is still a chance Trevor could play Sunday against the Bucks. But the whole thing was just very curious to me and how it was handled and also the fact that he finished the drive. Right. He it wasn't like the spotter identified something funky. Mm-hmm. He was on the sideline. He walked in no problem into the locker room. I saw him with my own two eyes. Mm-hmm. So well, at least if it was on that last drive, then yeah, you might you could understand where he might have come in after that and said, uh, "By the way, I took a, I took a shot." So in other words, it didn't need to be that eye in the sky seeing it. it was just him letting them know. And then he went into it. You know, Ar he said that afterwards had played and then said that afterwards and then went into concussion protocol. All right, so I'm not seeing that again. So I, no? I could have been wrong about so that. So I just pulled up All the right. article. It's it, which yeah. Doug said he got hurt on one of the three scrambles on the final drive, but That's Doug, what it Doug is. doesn't know which one. So it was on the last drive. Yeah, cuz I'm sitting here trying to, you know, search the brain. Everything's at that point, you know, the resignation in the in in <laughs> in the game has already taken place, and so I didn't I didn't remember seeing that. Uh, all right, so here's who you have out of the postseason, okay? Uh, like we said, it still can go their way, and they can get into the postseason, but they're leaking oil about as much as anybody out there right now. So teams The service been, engine light is on, okay? Yeah. Oh, you better believe it. Yes, you better believe it. So the Titans are out. Hey, I've driven with that on for Forever. a year, so Forever. it's not that bad. Yeah. Have you? Maybe we should say, like, when the – the blinking light for your gas yeah. is on. It, You're says, running out of gas. Like it gives you that, you know, three miles to whatever, and then it says, please refuel <laughs> now. We're not joking, yeah. seriously. All right, so teams that have been eliminated in the AFC, Titans, eh, they're out. Jets, they're out. What is Aaron Rodgers going to do? The Patriots, they're out. In the NFC, Commanders, out. Cardinals, out. Panthers, out. So you still have a lot of other teams. We went into this weekend, basically, what was it? 30 of 32 still had some mathematical chance of making it. Teams that have clinched, Ravens with their win, they have now clinched. Uh, The 49ers clinched the NFC West. The Eagles have clinched the playoff spot, so have the Cowboys, but they haven't necessarily locked up the uh, NFC East. So they've got it in front of them. It's just a matter of whether or not they can – Right now, stay healthy enough and have enough drive and urgency like you're talking about, uh, Leon, to get the job done. Well, Joe, just think about where we were at this time last year, how excited we were about this team. Oh, yeah. Comebacks, thrilling. uh, The Cowboy game alone, uh, the comebacks that we did, the Oakland comeback, the Cowboy comeback, six and eight right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. just think about uh, this. We're eight and six, bro, and and it's like – we're lulled to sleep by this team half the, half the time. You, you, you know, you got to stay up to watch them as bad as they've been playing lately. And heading into December, what did we all say? It couldn't have set up better because they weren't going to see Burrow. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to see Deshaun. They, uh, you know, you got Le- Lamar at home. Then it was a bad Bucks team. Again, 
entering December, yeah. three weeks ago, a bad Bucks team, and then you had a bad Titans team. Then tight, then Tennessee went down there and walloped Miami on the yeah. road, got real physical with them. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing's a guarantee <laughs> if we've learned anything. Many of our friends, many of our nooners on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures want to panic and say that the Jaguars are the 2022 Titans. To which I say, which isn't much better, but perhaps it's some solace because this team did make the playoffs, maybe they're the 2022 Miami Dolphins. Because that was a team that, and mind you, this was after Tua Tagovailoa came back from his first injury, lost one, two, three, four, five straight games before salvaging the finale with a win over the Jets. And then obviously at that point, Skylar Thompson was the starting quarterback. And they lose to Buffalo, up in Buffalo, but only by a field goal. And I'm not saying that that's what you want to be. But what I'm saying is that what you are going through has not just happened very recently to one team. Yeah, but you could directly, I feel like you directly point to a a, a not 100% healthy Tua. That's the main no, reason. No, Tua played. Yeah, in, I know. He, I know he played. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's why I he said he played in all but one of those losses. Yeah, that's why I said not 100 percent healthy. In other words, he became a shell of himself. Okay, gun shy. Certainly did not want to absorb another hit. Had already been involved in minimum of two con- two concussions, maybe three. And here's the other thing: during that five game losing streak, the first three of those losses, in which again Tua played, were to three teams that went to the playoffs last year: mm-hmm. San Francisco the Chargers, and the Bills. And this is a conversation that I've been having with a lot of people, a lot of people over the last few weeks. Is there something to be said, Leon, for the fact that this team, by virtue of winning the AFC South, had to play a first-place schedule this year, and perhaps there was going to be more of a learning curve and more bumps and bruises in trying to recognize, hey, we don't have this softest Charmin schedule. We're not playing the bottom of the barrel anymore. Yeah, I mean, listen, you you can look at the fact that this team has played they play KC, 49ers, and the Ravens, all right? They got one offensive touchdown in those three games. Yeah, isn't Trevor's regression this year and the offense's regression? Like, that's the worrying thing. If you, if you want something to basically paint the picture, that's revealing is all get out, okay? Those, those teams that they played are are the, echel- the top yeah. echelon of the NFL, and in those are moments. All at home, yeah. Chiefs, Bronco. I mean, Chiefs, Niners, and Ravens. Yeah. You got one offensive touchdown, and, and I'll go. And along. I got that from Hackett last right. night. And it was that, on well, a mistake. Three three games ago, coverage right, last three, night. Three games ago, you were talking about they were elite, the elite of the league. Right. Remember? Well, yeah, because I'll, I'll go along with what Leon's saying. You have opportunities mm-hmm. in the National Football League with your schedule to send a message that you've arrived that you can compete and contend. And so the marquee games were Kansas City beating you uh, by two scores. Yeah. Or excuse me, 17-9, but, you know, ba- basically beating them when Jacksonville did not score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Then you got beaten by five scores against San Francisco. And then you had these two marquee <laughs> games that you didn't show up at. Mm-hmm. The one thing I'm going to push back on 100% is that, yeah, they may be playing a first-place schedule, but two of these last three games, they 100% should have won yeah. against Jake flipping Browning and Joe flipping Flacco. And listen, and, 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 and there's no one in the AFC, in my opinion, that that scares me. I, I, they, 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 I just believe that everybody in the AFC that's in the playoff picture is beatable. I mean, at any given, I, they're beatable. The, the, the Ravens aren't – I don't think the Ravens are elite. I think they're good. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, but there's a boogeyman in the NFC. I keep calling them the oh boogeyman. Oh my gosh! Yeah. They, the 49ers are the boogeyman. They keep you up at night. You they can't got it sleep. All. They got it all. <laughs> now that's a team that you're gonna have to. Re- but the, the 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 Ravens can get beat. I mean, they, there's there's no clear cut favorite in the AFC. The, the Chiefs are struggling. The Ravens they're beatable. Yeah. The Dolphins got whacked by the Titans. You know who? You be- know what we're doing. You know who may be the cleanest looking team right now, even with the injuries? The Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, no, they're, they're no like one, the best team no in the NFL one right now. Wants the Bills to yeah. make the playoffs. Well, I would love. I don't know whether we're going to see San Francisco and Buffalo uh, in the Super Bowl, but uh, matching those two teams up would be uh, a, a pretty good watch. I watched that Philly Buffalo game, and it felt like it had a Super Bowl atmosphere attached to it. And Buffalo lost that game, and then since has responded. Mightily. By so. the way, Baltimore plays San Francisco Sunday night. Yeah, and and, and Monday, or night. Monday night. Monday yeah, night. Monday night. Yeah, the and, Christmas slate is elite. And don't we have Baltimore Miami also? And we got Buffalo Miami. So we got some 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 big ones. Well, you know you know what else you know what else this team has the quarterback a franchise quarterback who has eighteen touchdowns and eighteen turnovers. Yeah, mm. yeah. And by the way, uh, Blue, uh, the mascot of the Colts, when it, our first bet was who was going to have more touchdowns, AR went down into injury. But Trevor hasn't really he lived has up to his eighteen turnovers. Yeah, yeah. And, and Think dude, about that. The worst mm. is the phantom one. Okay, and that that was all supposed to be cleaned up. That's year three. Year yeah. three, he has eighteen touchdowns, eighteen yeah. turnovers. Yeah, Again, was... you can argue that year one wasn't really a year, and that's fine. Right. He's still his third year in the league. He's got 18 touchdowns and 18 yeah, turnovers. Yeah, and everything you think you see. 14 one, games into the season. Everything you think you see one Sunday, you think you're going to have it forever. No guarantees. No guarantees. Because they can come back to the pack as quick as anybody. That's for sure. All right. Yeah, Mokama Beer Company Monday. You can hit the pop-off line 207-7071. Are you as frustrated with uh, as, as many questions as we have and not a lot of answers? Let us know right here on XL Primetime. Who sets the tone for the offense? Who sets the tone? The play caller. Wait. I hear my mama calling. I got to go. God, we, we win the offseason every year. I'm excited about this team. It's not good enough, man. But for who we have, this is not good enough. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. That is the pop-off line, 207-7071, the number to reach us at if you want to leave a voicemail or if you would like to leave a text. On this Mokama Monday, the text line Design My Lifetime Enclosures is also open at two, excuse me, 641-1010. A brief foray away from the National Football League to one of our favorite sports bits of the last few weeks. And then we will head into the Jaguars locker room with Evan Ingram postgame last night. The Detroit Pistons, they still haven't won a game, J.J. Mm-hmm. LaSalva. The last time they won a game, October 28th, as we noted on last week, uh, in, on, during last, one of last week's programs, the last time the Pistons won a game, the World Series was still going on. For further context, when the Pistons last won a game, Colorado football had a winning record. Huh, so that was early in the season. That's how far back you got to go. File that one away, folks. And, and I know that, look, there's there's plenty of these teams that have to go through it. The Pistons would be the most recent. We've had so many other examples in the association, that's for sure. And this team was that example for a long time uh, in the National Football League. I think we – Monty Williams gets paid $78 million, by the way, to be the nuts. coach. Of- uh, I think I, I threw a, a, a saucy at you guys, I don't know, a few weeks back, that even with the Jags making the playoffs, they still had – they were one of the worst three win percentages over a decade's time, even mm-hmm. with that playoff run. 
Uh, and so, well, they it, only finished one game above yes, 500. Yeah, and, and and by the way, you take a look at Doug's record; it's right around that. It's a game up. It's a game up. It's two games up, and that's the way the NFC East always seemed to play out. Which you can appreciate that, Leon. And they, you know, they just battled back and forth, win one at home, lose one on the road, and it was always going to mm-hmm. be Washington, Philly, New York, and, and Dallas just trading, you know, W's and L's. But in this particular year against this division. This and this first place schedule. I'm not looking at this first place schedule and saying, you know, it, it, it was over the top tough because there were certainly winnable games that they absolutely yeah. needed to have and, 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 and have blown the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, this just, well, going into the season, I thought that the, the, the South was ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had a rookie, you had a rookie quarterback with a rookie coach. You had a you had a up in, in Indy up in Indy yeah you know and then you had, and then you had the Texans you had the Titans they were they were falling off I, I thought this team five and one six and zero in the division and then you know you split the games uh, against the good teams and yeah. you know that, that's the reason why I had this team at, at what eleven and what well, you both at, of 11, us had them at 12. 11, 12, we had them 12, twelve and five I had this team at twelve and five and this, they, they've come up short I mean. I mean that's the cost. You, you listen. You got to pay the. You got to pay the cost to be the boss. The yeah. Jags are still favored. I, I, they're yeah. like minus one thirty five, minus one forty to win the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. I'm thinking that if if they win one. But if you look at, if you look at uh, the Colts remaining three, it's really easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jags still have Carolina, which I'm putting down as an easy win. Matt, not so much. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why any. Any game this year, the rest of the way is going to be an easy anything for them. Well, with the way they're playing, yes, I, that's yeah. what I mean. it's hard to argue. But still, that should be an easy win. Okay, just as and just they are as, favored this week. Yeah. I don't know a why, but they're favored against the Bucks this week. Thank you. It should have been an easy win too. Yeah, I have no no reason they should be favored over the Bucks. That's what I'm saying. Bucks yeah. are hot right now. They're yes. at home, and then you're going and then you're going to Nashville for the last game of the season. Right, I mean, and they can Mike ruin Vrabel, your season like you ruined their season last ooh. year. Yeah, yeah. Mike Vrabel would would like nothing more than to uh, finish off. Uh, maybe it's the the end of the Derrick Henry era uh, up there in Nash Vegas. I don't know. Maybe this, the end of the Mike Vrabel era. Yeah, too. maybe. Yeah. But you want to talk about that toughness? It will be challenged that day, and they. Oh, in be Tennessee! Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Their yeah. defense now. Their offensive line is, is is abysmal. They're terrible, absolutely. Yeah. But their defensive front gets after it. So you're, mm-hmm. you're going to have two offensive lines uh, reeling in that game. Yeah. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't like this, um, but we were talking about the hit on Michael Pittman Jr. I don't know how to say the guy's name, DeMonte Kazi. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're suspending him for the rest of the season. Uh, see, that's just uh, – look. All Overboard. Right, now, all right, here's what, here's what jumped out at me. And if you watched the beginning of the game, J.J., uh, I, I'm not sure if you did, but he, he got off two vicious hits, okay, right. vicious hits. And the second one they just immediately said he's out, okay, he's gone. Now, I agree with you. On the face, you have to rein this in, can't have guys – uh, using their helmet as a weapon, I get all of it. Fine him, kick him out of the game, but then a- after that, you might be able to suspend him for a game. But so you're saying three? That's and they're saying maybe even potential play. I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs, but right. yeah, they're leaving it open for that. And yeah. they said it's because of 
repeated violations okay, of playing so the, rules throughout the duration of the season. Like the Merriweather treatment, you know, some of the guys that have been hit with those. Well, I mean, Perfect. I mean, did yeah. he, I mean yeah. his shoulder hit him. Yeah, he didn't exactly. even hit him in helmet. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't even helmet, helmet. helmet. His shoulder hit his helmet. And, he, and uh, it's like I always joke, uh, you know, our orthopedic surgeon, uh, Gio, would agree. Uh, I, they still haven't figured out a way to separate the shoulder from the head, okay? And so they're all right there together. And mm-hmm. so whenever you lead, chances are the helmet's going <laughs> to arrive very quickly. Yeah, where, where's our union? Where's yeah. our union? I mean, because they'll, they'll, they'll fire back at that. Yeah, one. they have to fire yeah. back at that. One. I mean, the suspend, the one get, the getting kicked out the game on the now stand, it they, did look like, even though, like you said, the 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 shoulder yeah. hit the helmet. Mm-hmm. Okay, it did look like a kill shot. It was launching and all of that stuff. So, and he was as nine zero three on the text line just pointed out uh, the player that broke Marquise Lee's leg in the preseason as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, Marquise yeah. Lee got hurt. Anyway, All the time. He probably, you know, could have flicked I, him in the leg. And I can tell you that's who else needs to get fired for that. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> that throw to put Pittman out there like that. Gracious. Absolutely. He put him out there, man. You exposed that man to that. You remember okay, uh, so let's just go with Tom Brady quick. said that yeah. a couple weeks ago. Like, these quarterbacks, they throw guys in the dangerous situation. Like, back in my day, as he said, mm-hmm. nobody did that. He wouldn't do that. And heck, there were guys launching at guys way back yes, then. Yes, way back then. A hell then. of a lot more. But you want to know where this hurt me more than anything else is that Michael Pittman has been a, a reception machine, and I just happen to have him in a prop. I bet. knew. Okay? Oh, I thought World you were going to say fantasy, violin. your fantasy team. Yeah, I had him in a prop. Bet. <laughs> World's so, smallest violin. Yeah, it's for just, uh, I, I tell you, it's unbelievable. Well, things. one of our, uh, one of the hosts on the show yeah. sent me a text last night with his winnings oh. from Prize oh. Picks. Oh. Okay, that's good to hear. Betting the NBA, I don't want to brag, or? but you know, and yeah. by, no, yeah. not not the NBA, the specials league. Okay, so half that means NBA, half NBA, half NFL. That's an exotic. Are you allowed to read he, off for us? Yeah, he's been backing Joel Embiid recently. Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I picked Joel Embiid to wow. score over. Why you can't? More than, excuse me, more yeah. than. Whoa, I'll more than. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, and whoa. then less than, less than. It's more and less, JoJo. No, yeah. more and less. Well, you know who I was it's over on. Under, that's betting. It's not betting. It's fantasy. Yeah. yeah. You more know than, who I was on last time. night? That was that I I just knew was going to happen. Over three and a half for likely touchdown. <laughs> more than likely. More than. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. More than three and a half. There you go. More than five and a half from Evan Ingram, and more than four and a half for Calvin Ridley. Right. That was a four play. That one was. Sweet. Did, did Ridley have another one of his classic like fifty yard performances last night? He what did he even end with, up doing? This clown? he had five catches for thirty nine yards. Yeah, he, he was at four and a half in the beginning. No way he's coming back next year. It looked like he broke off a route very early in the game. Yeah. Again, yeah. yeah, that's what it looked like to me. I don't, I don't know what we've heard about it. Uh, you know, the uh, all twenty two. I'm sure coaches breaking it down, taking a look at it. But you know, th- those are the things that get you. And then he got uncorked and got going again a little bit but yeah that's they're gonna have to give up something but they're not gonna pay they love running that screen pass with them that has never worked all year and they had him in the slot a little bit last night i'd love to see the metrics and the numbers after review by the forces that be because i know last week against the browns it was like he was in the slot 23 percent of the time and zay Mm -hmm. was there like 28 percent of the time or something like that also, we haven't even addressed the fact that Zay Jones, the hamstring injury, yeah, that yeah. Doug Peterson, that came late too. Doug Peterson called not good looking on mm-hmm. the field. Um, I mean, if you're now without him, Tim Jones, yeah, Timmy, I mean, or who's the guy that dropped the pass Elijah last Cooks. night? Yeah. yeah, just not good, not <laughs> good looking. I kept wanting that, him to get bad? a chance. Not, That's his first target bad. of the year, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing is, is Jamal Agnew. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
at the very least, he made a big play. Yes. And, and, he, and he also made one in the return game. And there were, you know, obviously. I mean, some, to be fair, they blew a coverage. Yeah. Well, yeah. wide open. Yeah, but Njoku's had himself a good couple of weeks because of blown coverages. And so you take advantage of it. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. I love that. Something good happens and he's still got a neg. I on mean, that. He, they blew There's a coverage. He was that, literally running free. If you don't <laughs> catch that ball, then why are you even in the league? You couldn't have done it. It was it, the man. only touchdown well, they I got. I would have caught that ball. Okay? I would have caught that ball. It was the only touchdown they got. If I could run as fast as him, I would have I need to that smile ball. here at some point on the Smokama Monday. Um, we'll go into the locker room next, um, but in the interim, I do want to address uh, some other breaking news from around the National Football League. One more of that? Yeah. Okay, all right. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So as we talk about the dumpster fire that is the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team the Jaguars beat, let's mm-hmm. talk about another team the Jaguars beat that is also a dumpster fire and lost 9-7 to on a walk-off field goal by the Carolina Panthers, that being the neighbors to the north, the Atlanta Falcons, who may be going back to ta- Taylor Heineke at quarterback this Sunday against the Colts. Well, they uh, had a chance. They were driving in that game. And Ritter made just a ridiculous decision. If we want to talk about turnover <laughs> machines, uh, Desmond Ritter. They could have easily just kicked it, oh. went up four. But uh, to give it to Carolina, give them credit, they went like 93, like I didn't think it possible. Neither did I. <laughs> By the way, I know that there was an insanely bad storm. It was cold. That crowd was hilarious. Awful. It was like 48 cents to get in. Did you not see it? The Carolina crowd was so bad. Had, Look it up right now. They had oh. the image from behind the goalposts, behind the uprights, and like there is literally maybe twelve people. Yeah, there. Oh you could count God. them on one hand. I, 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 and by the way, like this guy right here on the text line. Uh, look, if you saw the game last night, you saw a bunch of purple on the east side of the stadium. That's just we are a destination town. Okay. People are going to come in. You also gonna, heard it on the yeah. field goal misses by yeah. McManus. It yeah. was like, whoa, that's a loud cheer. Yeah, and, and so and I dig what he's saying. I understand it. But that still was a very loud atmosphere on the teal side. It really was. But, you know, the, the other, they're going to buy up those tickets. You could take a look at some of these other really big-time NFL towns, and they come in there too. I they mean, look buy at the, them up. Look at the Colts on Saturday. Yeah. That yeah, was as Steelers. pro Steelers a crowd yeah. as you'll see. Well, you could take a look at uh, who did the Niners play? I saw they uh, well, the Cardinals. Jump. Yeah. Oh my God, the Cardinals defense. Yeah. Or, I mean, the Cardinals offense was having to do like uh, with silent counts in their own stadium <laughs> because the Niners. Yeah, fans because were that's another destination, that and those yeah. Niners fans travel. And, the and Chiefs, they just live everywhere. Yeah, Chiefs fans going up to Lambeau, and you'd think Lambeau, there's no way they're going to have. Uh, avail- no, they bought them. They buy them up. That's for sure. All right, let's get to Ingram coming up here in just a second. Him and who else do we have? We up? have him. We have. Uh, we can certainly play Luke Fortner. It's a short one. So yeah. we'll hear from a couple of those guys coming up next on a Mokama Monday edition of XL Primetime. Belichick will be available at the end of the season. Might not hurt bringing him in as a defensive coordinator. Might help this young quarterback also. It's Mokama Monday on XL Primetime. Head to the tap room in Fernandina Beach every day that ends with Y and enjoy some Mokama. But see, here's the funny part. I didn't think the Akoi 
like was really to blame last night. The last two weeks, perhaps. Yeah, they hey, listen. They played a great the defensive game. The first three quarters, you couldn't have asked night. more from them. But now, finally, a sensible call on Popoff that makes total sense. Okay, I could definitely see Belichick. I heard hear that at Mike, the end of his career, I taking Mike, a demotion to be the defensive coordinator for I will the Jaguars. Stitch Duval right across his hoodie. I hear Mike Ditka and Don Shula are also available yeah, yeah. to come help the Jaguars. <laughs> oh man, look uh, defensively when you hold Lamar to what you held him to, at least for three, three fourths of this ball game. Okay. At the end, he could do what he wanted. Okay. He threw for 171, ran for 70 some. So his his AP yards was what? 268, something in that neighborhood. So he got the job done. Uh, and defensively, it's just a matter of those bodies. Trayvon got to him. There were a couple of other guys that got to him. Josh Allen was, was camping back there quite a bit. But it's the back end also. It's those guys that are that – are, and the run game, like you were talking about before, Leon, when they start cutting you up, they do some damage. I mean, look, Lamar's complicated, bro. I, yeah, it, yeah, it, they, they ran a, They ran a counter zone read where he went the other way. And if you're the defensive end and you you follow that, he, he bounced it outside for yardage. And then when he's in the pocket, he's in the pocket. They, they, you try to stay in your rush lanes – but he's bouncing. He's like a pinball machine. He's bouncing left, right, side to side, backing up, going outside. I mean, if you're a defensive line, bro, you 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 put your work. Yeah, you got you got to be conditioned. There are yeah. some plays that he makes that you just have to tip your cap. Yeah, it's that simple. Yeah, it's playground. He's, uh, right now, the only player that's minus money in the MVP conversation is Brock Purdy because he's elevated everything here in the last handful of weeks. Next guy. Plus money, I can't remember. I think it's plus four fifty. Yeah, it's El Boogie. Uh, is is Lamar, mm-hmm. and so he's playing well enough to get another MVP. It changes so much. Yeah, it does. Week. You're right. Like it is. Dak was the favorite last week. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. Now that's gone. Good luck doing that. You know, I'm sure Dak's probably like ten to one now. Now the Cowboys are frauds. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It is a not a week to week league. It's a moment by moment league. Let's head into the locker room. Um, we got to speak with several players last night. Um. You know, I, I think some people want hell, brim, and fire, and anger, and yelling and screaming at each other. That that was not happening in the locker room. It may have happened in other parts of the building. No, I'm not referring to the coaching staff. Um, but that's what I think is most telling, but perhaps jarring, that this team is not like you know like letting these losses roll off them. They're clearly taking it to heart, and no player more so than Evan Ingram. And so I do want to share that interview with you right now. Yeah. Uh... Got to get it done. Got three left. Um, got to get, you know, got to get back on track. We're, we're off track right now, so uh, a lot of work to do. Um, but get another op, and we'll, we'll take advantage of it. Did you feel like after the Agnew touchdown pass, with the moment, that was the first time the momentum really kind of got going on your way. Did you feel like at that point that you were going to get them? Yeah, I mean, you know, Sometimes you start slow. You know, that's a great team over there, good defense. Uh, and for us to be down 10 at half, uh, you know, that's a ball game. So for us to do that after a stop, uh, you know, that's, that's a, it's a ball game, three points. So, but, uh, you know, they answered and we didn't. What changed over the last three weeks? Just uh, not playing good football. Um, the complimentary football we had um, in the middle of our season is just out the window. We got to find a way to get that back. Can you change anything in terms of preparation? Or- Look, I mean, we, we we had a really good week of prep. Uh, you know, we have the right mindset going into these games. Uh, the results just aren't showing up. 
Um, so, um, you know, I don't know what, I mean, something's got something's to give, uh, but uh, we're just going to keep working. When the results don't show, can it shake the confidence, maybe not individually, but as the group? Uh, you know, I don't think we have that type of group uh, to get shaken up um, and to panic. Uh, there's there's obvious, there's definitely no panic going on. Just a real just real disappointed um, and definitely a, a really really um, high sense of urgency for the last three weeks. So uh, I don't think any, I don't think any confidence is lost. We're just not playing our, we're not playing our best football. So uh, we got to figure out how to do that. Um, we will. What's the balance between making plays and trying too hard to make plays? Looks like Trevor tried a couple times tonight to a little too hard to make them. Uh, stuff happens, man. Um, obviously, we can't, you know, we can't have those things. Uh, but there's a lot of things that, you know, Trevor's the ball in his hands every single play. So it's easy to see his mistakes. Um, there's some things that everybody could have done better tonight. Uh, there's some things that I could have done to help him. Um, things that, you know, we could have done to help the defense. Uh, so. I'm not gonna sit here and say he, you know, tried too hard. Um, everybody, everybody messes up. Everybody makes mistakes. Uh, we as a group have to, you know, come together and limit those. And honestly, we as a group have to come together and respond to those because stuff is gonna happen. So I'm not gonna sit here and say that about, you know, Trevor. Uh, obviously, he's gonna have. He wants plays that he wants back. I have plays I want back. We all have plays we want back. Plays we wanted back. We'll, you know, we would get those back. We win the game. So you can sit here and do that all day. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's really hard to sit here and give y'all answers because I um, just feel like a broken record. So uh, it is frustrating. Um, uh, but, you know, there, there's, there's a tomorrow's Monday. Um, we get back to work Tuesday. Like, same thing. We're, we're, we have another opportunity to figure this out. So last year, Doug talked about staying the same when you guys went through that five game losing streak last year, trying to stay the same emotionally, never getting too high, too low. Is that still the approach? I mean, it's obvious that we have to be urgent. Uh, there's no, you know, relaxing in this. There's no comfort in this. So, uh, that, and that's that's just the. I mean, that's the commandment in this game: never get too high, never get too low. So, um, obviously, that holds true. But um, I mean, it's pretty evident. You know, the urgency has to go up, and it, and it will. Do you feel like there's any, you know, point of burnout this late in the season, or y'all just get started? Or I mean, we keep. Yeah, we can't. Uh, we can't even think about. You know, we can't even. It's not even an option. Um, we we have goals that we want to achieve. Uh, that's the sacrifice we make. Hell no, hell no, hell no. Um, you know, we lost to a good team tonight. Uh, we lost to a good team tonight, and but we definitely still are hurting ourselves. So. Um, it's not like things are, you know, being really snatched out of our hands. We're kind of letting these things go, uh, and the, the the clock is ticking for us to to fix it. So, um, no fear. Like like I've been saying, the urgency, you know, is as high as it's been the last two weeks before tonight. It's even higher right now. Yeah, with good reason. Uh, Evan Ingram in the locker room. Uh, you can find all the other uh, interviews that Mia and company had. 1010XL.com 
on the social channels and 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 he's saying hell no the, the, no fear and, and I get it but the urgency is there and Leon like you have stressed and he stated uh, after the last two weeks it's <clears> even more yeah I'd be interested you know I mean I'd be interested to, to to know what kind of conversations going on during the game to get you know the kid to, to get the fire going um, I mean it is is I I feel too often that this team just says okay. We played poorly. We got next week to make it up. And that's what's been happening in the last three weeks. Oh, yeah, you know, we didn't play that well. We got next week. And then next week, there's another L. Oh, well, we didn't play that well this week. We got next week. And then there's another L. At some point, you know, got to play well next week is getting old and tired. Yeah, and and (laughs) talk about old and tired. C.J. Stroud in concussion protocol didn't play, and an old and tired Case Keenum went on the road and beat a team who had just beaten the Dolphins, and so and came from from two scores down uh, to do that. And so, yeah, those types of moments yeah. are they're, they only present themselves so uh, so often. At some point, you got to be honest with yourself as a, as a player, and it, what we're doing is not good enough. Something needs to change. I I, I, I if I could accept that, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, we didn't play well this week. We got another time next week. Is getting like I said. Yeah. Like a broken record. Yeah. Someone needs to say, hey, listen, this team is not playing well, all right? Something needs to change. I don't know what it is. I don't know preparation, intensity, practice. Something needs to change because I'm sick and tired of losing freaking ball games. How about that? Yeah. Give me that. Give yeah. me that. Give me a little fi- Give me a little juice. Say, wh- wh- whatever we're doing is not good enough. Something needs to change. Preparation, intensity, practice, weight room, film study, whatever it is, we need to get out <clears throat> together mm-hmm. because I'm sick and tired of losing ball games that we should win. Hey. Then if I get that, yeah, I I can live with that. For That's what, what Big Search would have said. Yeah, I, I like who it. has never been. By the way, has never lost three straight. And, but, me up. <laughs> and for what it's worth, if we go back to the other losing streak that this team endured earlier this year, the two game losing streak, weeks two and three, mm-hmm. Doug Peterson launched into that now notorious angry rant at halftime of the Texans game. With uh, plenty of blue streak, upset, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, censored language and cuss words, and and let them have it. And that for them was the light bulb kind of came on because he doesn't yell at them. Mm-hmm. He hasn't yelled at them. He doesn't speak to them in that tone. But perhaps that's a good thing because when he does, it commands respect. But if you fast forward two weeks after that, okay, after the Bengals game, you would have thought, and that and not he two said weeks it, later, ten yeah, weeks later, yeah, because he said it in the post game that he wanted to get into the, uh, you know, they needed to basically. It's December, <laughs> and and you would have thought that right. he would have gotten to their uh, business a little bit well, this past week, and well, he didn't. That, or, that's or, that, it didn't work. That's why. That's why I say I'd be interested to see how these guys communicate with one another because I've been in huddles here in Jacksonville where. Wide receivers say, "Hey, O line, y- y'all got you know y'all got to pick it up, y- y- y'all got to protect better, or y'all got to run the ball better, or you know we get on each other. Right. Hey, man, that's not good enough. Or oh, my bad. No, my dog, don't say my bad to me <laughs> because just don't do it again. I mean, I'd be interested in some of the conversation that's going on between them because you could Doug Peace and cuss you all out in the locker room, and that might have been fine, but on the field of play, yeah, it, it, on the field of play, what kind of conversation are you having with each other? Right." And where not, you, not, you're getting, you're inspiring each other to play better. Right. You're not saying like not infighting, which you see sometimes on the yeah. sidelines. You're saying just boom, let's clean this yeah. up. Well, in my Keenan McCarty voice, come on, O line. I'm hoping, baby. Give me some. Give him some time. 
All right, on that note, that's a perfect way uh, for Big Sur to say goodbye. We're Keenan for that. All right. right. Uh, I'm out of here. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. By the way, when did you sign off uh, this morning? Uh, this morning I signed off at 3, 3.05. I got home at 3.15 and um, couldn't sleep. And then I got me some eggnog and a splash of bullet, and I Good slept like a baby. Man. Yeah, Good. so he had the uh, the fifth quarter. Yeah, yeah. All fifth quarter. Right. <laughs> He'll get some rack time now. He, Coach, and Hack uh, had the fifth quarter, and they had plenty of calls. They're regulars, as J.J. described it, uh, a couple hours after uh, what was a very disappointing L. All right, the quarterback whisperer in the 2 o'clock hour will stay on your Jags. Look at the rest of the National Football League that's all ahead. Mokama Beer Company Monday, coffee every single day, and then Tuesday through Sunday, enjoy some of that great craft in their tap room right there in Fernandina Beach. It's Mokama Monday on XL Primetime. Head to the tap room at Fernandina Beach every day that ends with Y and enjoy some Mokama. Don't forget they got their Wildlight location open up now as well, right there in Nassau County and on the shelves at your local Total or ABC. Cosmico, yeah, I recommend it. Outstanding IPA and plenty of others. You know, the fruit of the sours, the pilsners, they've got them all and you'll find them right there. Uh, in Fernandina Beach on South 8th Street, Tuesday through Sunday. So we got the quarterback whisper coming up in about 10 minutes' time. Uh, and Jags are on the brain. They're on everyone's brain right now trying to figure out what in the hay has happened and how do you get out of it because now they've got to travel Christmas Eve and go down there and play kind of a, a red-hot Bucks team uh, with that pewter and red that they're wearing down there. So Baker Mayfield-led Buccaneers uh, cresting up right now. So Doug's meeting with the media. Yes, right now. And then Josh Allen set to meet with reporters afterwards. Uh, Doug Peterson said that Zay Jones' uh, his hamstring injury is considered day-to-day. So obviously that'll be a situation worth monitoring. So that doesn't sound as bad as what he said. I yeah. haven't listened to it yet because one reporter tweeted out day-to-day, another said week-to-week, which is kind of like Doug's MO. He loves yeah. to say, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week. Vague. There's a big difference there. Um, so TLD that's, accuses me of being vague from time to time. Yeah, so we'll we'll see exactly what he Frankly, said. Frankly, from being day-to-day and week-to-week. <laughs> I mean, we, aren't we all, really, when you think about it? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, he also said, quote, I'm not at liberty to speculate on head injuries. I can't say one way or another with regards to if Trevor Lawrence will play at Tampa on mm-hmm. Sunday. Okay, so but still didn't specifically drill down on where the hit happened or when the hit happened. No, and he said that Trevor did self-report it afterwards. So clearly no spotter, no one on the sideline caught okay. it, and Trevor self-reported it. All right, so uh, you know, you're know you hoping for the best. We have said this uh, a number of different ways. Trevor's one tough cat, okay? He has uh, defied odds in terms of coming back from what looked like fairly significant injuries last year, twice this year. And he's been able to do it. Uh, if you're in concussion protocol, and that's serious, take it seriously. Uh, and you've seen it happen too often where guys just aren't the same. So if he, if he if he does miss, then so be it. You want to make sure that he's healthy. But he also knows right now. Forget about the the hit to the head. He's been in a little bit of a funk, uh, and and it's maybe some of it injury related, but then also either confidence related or just knowing the moment. And those are the things that I think that have gotten. Uh, Trevor a little fired up. He 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 wants to 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 be better, to represent Duval in a better way, and it's just not working out right now. And there's other guys around him that also need to pick it up. There's no question. He is in in terms of critics out there, he's in the line of fire. And it it's deserved. He should be, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent he should be. I mean, you had eighteen touchdowns and eighteen 
turnovers. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, just That's re- a problem. Yeah, just repeat that because people, you, you may pay attention to touchdowns to interception ratio, but he's he also has eight the fumbles. football. Yeah. So that's 18 turnovers. Yeah. So there you go. I, honestly, that's the way you should always look at it when, when you cough up the ball, when you lose it. Uh, and, and that's happened. And look, the line protection at times has been spotty. We know that. He's in a pocket that he has a, a difficult time operating from, and the ball's been knocked out. But look, we've seen a lot of other guys operate in small pockets to, to success. No, and, 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 and I want to be very football. clear. He's a very talented player. Yeah. And, and I think he has a chance to be a great player in this league. Yeah. But. You're not being great. You play like that. Right. Clean up those mistakes. All right. So the quarterback whisperer will jump in on that subject and others as well as we keep it rolling right here with the Mokama Beer Company Monday. Now, the quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson. Okay. Bring it in. Brought to you by Tyson Sound and Security. Register Sausage. And George Moore Chevrolet. One, two, three. Little Christmas music. That's his playlist. He brings gifts every single time he comes in here. Merry Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas. Denny I love Christmas. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. Big yeah. Christmas guy. Uh, have you uh, like have you gotten into the spirit by by going shopping or are you are you an order online guy? Or? We have no. We have six Christmas trees in the house. <laughs> That's right. And she just loves. Loves her some Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Hallmark movies play in nonstop. Okay. All right. So that's the that's the romantic and softer side of Denny Thompson that people don't know about. Yeah, that's probably actually the real side. Yeah. This is more like the fake side of Denny, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do love that you're <laughs> being real. You're you're willing to admit. Absolutely. Uh, Hallmark yeah. Channel is uh, you don't I mean, run from it. I'm, I would rather sit on a couch in a warm house with my beautiful wife. Yeah. Than sit in here and talk sports with you guys yeah. if that's what you're okay, asking. All right, you're a but smart you also man. would I'm rather. Offended by that. You don't think <laughs> Joe's beautiful in his own way? You would also rather. <laughs> I'm sit not here. after the story he just told me. I'm not shaking his hand. But you're anyway, not wrong there. you're not wrong there. But you also would rather sit here with us at 1010 XL headquarters than attend a football game like you did last night. Man, that was bad. That was bad. That was just bad football all the way around. Yeah. There's nothing positive to get out of that football game if you're a Jack fan. Defensively, maybe, maybe. Because they, they at least had a, a decent plan of attack to, to control, not stop, but control Lamar. They had, they had a, a – and it, I, that's a way to, good way to put it, too, is a planned attack. If early on it looked like, man, they're not going to get pressure all night. Yeah. But they were keeping the formation of that pocket for Lamar. They were not going to let him – they weren't going to rush straight up field right. Right, and let him do what he does. And I think they got to him a little bit, like a, just a little bit, more than what other teams have been able to. And to not be able to answer that offensively in the way that they weren't able to answer it, that it's – I'm worried, guys. Like, for the first time all year, With I'm reason. looking at this team and I'm going, well, wait a second. Not are they – it's not how good are they. How bad are they? Mm. Like, how bad are they you change right one now? word, it sounds. Yeah, 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 because it's – Basic stuff, and I don't know how you fix it. And if I'm Doug Peterson, I'm beating my head up against the wall, but at the same time, it's his fault. Like, it's it, it's stuff he can't physically fix himself, So will you? but I- he's got to change the packaging will somehow. Will you identify basic stuff just so? Um, I mean, obviously the thing before halftime is mm-hmm. you can't. Okay. That's, that's high school install week one during camp scenario. And you you you're, you you tried to be the smartest guy on the field and not spike it, and you end up looking like a bad high school coach. Yeah, the old that that that's what you look like. Yeah, and then just the I, I don't you know the little penalties, the offsides, all that kind of stuff is going to happen through the course of a game. But you can't fumble. 
You just it's week fifteen. You can't fumble. Interceptions happen. Stuff like that happens, but these fumbles were not like massive blindside hits. Yeah, hundred percent. Just mental mistakes, and I feel bad for Doug Peterson. I do because he's sitting there scratching his head. But, but man, like you got to change your you, you got to change the way you're packaging this. You got to change the way you're communicating. It's a beautiful thing about being a coach and even a journalist, right? Is mm-hmm. you got to learn how to communicate where people receive what you're saying. Well, whoever is listening to you is getting what you're trying to put out there. Apparently, mm-hmm. it's not happening. And what they got to be careful of is it's going to start to affect the chemistry mm-hmm. if it hasn't already. Because it, you, you, you don't go in on a three-game losing streak in December when you're supposed to be. They were number one right. in power polls exactly. a month ago. Yeah. Should have won two Delicate right now, guys. Delicate right now over there. Can you dismiss it as week to week, or you believe these are inherent problems that cannot be fixed in three weeks' time? Uh, I mean, they haven't been. It's, it's been what's been them all year long. They just got away with it. Yeah, they got away with it. They found plays. I thought they took on the personality of last year's team early on where they needed stress for them to really get going. Mm-hmm. And now they've gotten to a point where that stress, it feels like it overwhelms them. And now it's like they got to flip that script. They got to start out fast. They got to be the disciplined team. They can't be there. When healthy, they're fast. When healthy, they're a very fast team. Defensively, offensively, you can get away with mistakes if you're fast. Or Urban Meyer, right, Matt? Yeah. Urban Meyer said, give me speed yeah. any day. That fixes all mistakes. They're not fast right now. They're not healthy. So they, they have to play perfect football, and they, they seem incapable of doing that right now. They also don't play fast, which is no. different from being fast, which I'm sure you right. know. Um, I, I will say this, and I feel like I have, to, I have to say this proviso all the time, and I don't know why I do. I think he has a chance to be a great quarterback, but – 18 turnovers, mm. 18 touchdowns, 18 turnovers, 10 picks, 8 fumbles. Yeah. You're, you're going to lose a lot of games in the NFL with that. You are. You are. And it's, I mean, it's the biggest thing. If, if, if they don't turn over, they win that game last night. Mm-hmm. They don't turn the ball over, they win the game. Yeah, and you could argue that was a Calvin catch, but you, you, can't, you can't operate like no, that. No, he's referring to the Trevor fumbles. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. probably I, go down I, the field. I, well, I'm talking yeah. about that. And I'm even talking about, you know, there's, there's little situations in that game last night where – you lost three yards, or little things like Agnew kind of tripped on the yeah, like that. You make that field goal. Mm-hmm. Well, the missed That's field goals. Extra. Like it, the, if you get those six points, the Ravens are playing differently. Yeah, but also Matt, that win last night wasn't no joke. No, mm-hmm. no, I know that. So I, every I know yard that. last night was like ten, yeah, right? Because of the game plan. You you have got to be precise and get mm-hmm. that to within thirty-five yards. I mean, you're asking a guy to kick fifty-yard field goals. I don't even know where the ball's going. I can't even tell which way the wind's blowing and swirling so much last night. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I just – I don't know. Poor performance, as bad of a Jag performance as I think we've seen in a long, long time, all things considering. And it's just – it's it's de- it's defeating. And it's defeating to us, but it's also defeating to them. And now I'm starting to worry about their psyche a little bit. Yeah, I think it's a good way that you're putting it, the chemistry, the psyche, all that stuff. And listen to these numbers, Denny. We're talking with Denny Thompson. You've got a question for the quarterback whisperer. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. They got drilled by San Francisco, scored only three points while giving up 34. They've lost four of their last six games in all different types of ways. That one, they scored three. This one, they scored seven. In between that, they scored 31 and 27 mm-hmm. and still lost those games. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of both sides of the ball. Oh, no doubt. No, it definitely is both sides. I, I think their thing, though, I think this has happened a couple times this year. 
you don't have a whole lot of confidence, or I don't. Let me let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to speak for y'all. Mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in their ability to get the ball at the 25 yard line and drive down the field and get in the end zone. I just I don't because there's going to be a third and one where there's going to be a stupid play call mm-hmm. or a dumb mistake, and it's going to or they're going to take a sack or something like that. They have to hit big plays, and you yeah. you can't be relying on that at no. this point. We're past that, right? Where you're playing in December football and what you're playing for. You have got to control the clock, and you've got to control the uh, the turnovers. If you don't control the clock and the turnovers, you will lose at this point in the year in the NFL. What do you make of, number one, everything you just said? Is that on players or coaches and play calling? Number two, we were talking about it earlier, the fact that they go, they, they take the play clock down all the way to zero, which I know is because they don't want Lamar and company to get the ball in the case of last night. But I feel like, to Matt's point, it's slowing them down even more. I just feel like this the offensive blueprint is just so bogged down and clunky. What do they do well right now? It's a great question. Offensively. Uh, the well, out route to Calvin Ridley on yeah. the back shoulder. So, it's funny you say that. And apparently was, they throw to Luke Farrell up the seam 30 mm-hmm. yards, too. I was thinking about this last night watching the game. If I'm calling plays for the Jags, what's my third down and seven call that I, that I feel like I, we're good at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Evan Ingram. It should be. Not an option route. It should be. But they keep going. Trevor loves that filled out mm-hmm. that he can let his arm eat at, right? Wow. Just, yeah, just yeah. let that thing go. Like cracking a whip. Yep. And then if you if you pay attention, inside of 15 yards in the middle, he's not very accurate right now. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's slowing that arm down. And when he just lets it go, man, he's, it's dead on. And right. it's a beautiful ball. And there was a fourth and one big boy throw last night that he was unfazed by. But then there's like a big filled out. But then there's a third and six that they catch that is way behind Evan Ingram. Yeah. Right? So it's like you that's got to be frustrating too. As a quarterback, as a coach, it's like what do we do well right now? We, I don't know their identity right now offensively. Yeah, because you have 17 rushes total, 13 from the running backs. Trevor, uh, uh, Travis Etienne gets going early, and then they really don't kind of feed that beast. They don't go with some of those designed run plays instead of just attacking the middle. And then you're right. They they barely – we talked about this last week with you, Denny. They barely work the middle of the field. They finally get one to Luke Farrell. They are asking for other guys to step up and make plays. And I, I, I'm with Matt on this, too, of, of you do feel like you have to say, listen, Trevor's going to be fine. Anytime you talk about him, you do feel right. like because the weight of the world, the weight of this whole franchise is on 16. Do you say that more than, all right, first off, Billy's not going to get fired? Or do you say that more or less than that? It's coming way up more. They're almost, they're almost similar now. I think it's right. way more. I, I think it's way – I think you – because I'm more certain that Trevor is going to be fine <laughs> right. than I am that Billy's not going to be fired, right, I, at I some point. I also think the, uh, the 43 dropbacks compared to 10 carries for Travis Etienne tells the tale of the tape in that situation, especially when it was a one-score game in the third quarter. And add up the two weeks, okay? You go back to – Drops 50 fi- times. Yeah. Well – Yeah, it, but still, I mean, you, he's got to make some of those throws, man. He can't make – he can't make poor decisions that lead to turnovers. I, I'm with Matt on this. I, if he is who I believe him to be, then I want him dropping back 40 times. Mm-hmm. You, when you watch Peyton Manning back in the day as a fan, when he dropped back to throw the ball, you just went, oh, well, this is a completion. Right. right. When right. they hand it off, you're like, thank God. Right, yes. That's who I think Trevor Lawrence is. I don't, And that's who I think Doug Peterson thinks he is. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a problem with that. But – at the same time, like, hey, 16, that's a big responsibility, bro. And with that comes little basic stuff right? that yeah. you have to do well. Pat Mahomes does everything well. Yeah. 
and, and they can and, trust him that way. Yeah, and the reason why you get used to seeing that is because you see it. And yeah. it, it happens over and over and over. That's repeated success, whereas this is now repeat, repeated problems. I always say, are you going to be mistake-free or mistake-prone? And now they're a little more mistake-prone. I also think that that little run in the middle of the year, too, where he would throw one touchdown, have decent games, but have mm-hmm. one touchdown. and I mean, I think they tried to fix that a little bit, too. They're going downfield a little bit more. Right, taking like, some more what do you risk? want from you? Throw the ball eight times in the perimeter last night. I, you have I, a quarterback that can make every throw down the field. What are you doing? It, Baltimore, I, I haven't had a chance to go back and look at the film. So if I say something mm-hmm. wrong here, Coach Campo, Trevor, whoever, mm-hmm. I apologize. This mm-hmm. is just what I saw from the stands. I thought Baltimore was playing a defense that was very disrespectful to the receivers for the Jags. They obviously were not scared by any of them. Oof. Like, that's – now, if they were doing something post-snap that I couldn't see, I apologize sure. to everybody involved. But that's telling. But pre-snap, from where I was sitting last night, I'm sitting there going, wow. They're just daring them mm-hmm. to take shots. They yeah. are daring them to take shots. And that's Stone and Humphrey. These are good players back there. And that goes back yeah. to what the San Francisco 49ers said about this defense – or about this offense, excuse me. That mm-hmm. how you could play them in a 10-yard mm-hmm. box. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a problem. You're not that's not supposed to be the case when we went to the season talking about is this one of the best receiving cores in the league and is Trevor a top three quarterback? You you should never see that coverage. That should be like fourth in inches they gotta have it uh, type of coverage. Stuff. And you are also saying they should feast on it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they you gotta be, you've yes. gotta throw those you gotta make those throws. Yeah, they should throw them. Can I ask a question to mm-hmm. you guys? Yeah. I don't get all the questions like mm-hmm. have we not gotten to the point where it's okay. Ingram, you're going to curl up. You're going to go OTB over the ball right there at seven. And Zay, you're going to run this. And 11, you're going to run this. Calvin, just get open. Yeah. Trevor, go through your progressions. Calvin, With the other three. Yeah, you, but you were the first to suggest this. Don't let him be your number one. Not look. a chance. Yeah. And Not, no. it's funny because I feel like after that, they went through one game of doing what you suggested. And then they've gone right back to the other stuff that Matt's mentioning. Think Antonio Brown. I used to hear stories about oh Antonio Brown about – Roethlisberger expecting to see Antonio Brown in some spot. Right. And then he'd look up and he's wide open in this other spot. And the <laughs> league and the league yeah. the next year yeah. would look up uh. or the next week the league would look at that route and think it was planned and you'd see it. You'd see other teams running this weird route. Yeah. Okay, well that's what made him good. Yeah. So let let Zero do that. Right. Let, like, hey, here's your first three reads and Calvin may be wide. We have no idea where he's going to be. He's going to be on this third we'll of the field. Him. Yeah, you do your thing, Calvin. You go get those five catches, and three of them are going to be for 30-plus yards. <laughs> well, exactly. that's, better than, that's better than what or JJ flag. said, the five catches for 50 total yards. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's the problem right now. Let's right. flip it on over uh, to some of the other quarterbacks of the National Football League. Obviously, a big weekend for G, Gardner Minshew, for Brock Purdy at the San Francisco 49ers, as well as some of the names that have already said they are headed to the NFL draft or heading back to college. We'll ask Denny about those and more coming up next on a Mokama Monday on XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. We got Denny Thompson hanging out with us, the quarterback whisperer. You can definitely check him out at six points uh, with the Passing Academy at Denny underscore Thompson on social. So we're going to try and hit a few other things. Uh, Like Mia mentioned, some of the guys have declared. Some of the guys have not declared. Some of them are coming back. So let's at least do a little college here, and then we'll get back to Brock Purdy and Gardner Minshew because if I bring those two up to start, Duval may cry. And we'll stay there. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, But – 
you, we want to know from you what uh-huh. Carson Beck is thinking. You've told us you, you don't know what he's thinking, but let's at least ask that million-dollar question. What does he think? I think he's got a better idea what he wants to do right now than he had a week ago. Okay, so the conversation we had seven days ago, it's a little clearer. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would I would anticipate hearing something very soon. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's he's close to just being comfortable with the decision, and that's really all this, Matt, all this is about. And is the logic that he's comfortable with kind of the thought process that he's done, and then as Matt mentions, Kirby's pressing him, so now the, I, clock, the clock listen, is on. Y'all know, y'all know that if I can get on a college coach, I will. Mm-hmm. I, I will take every opportunity to get on. Kirby has been phenomenal through this. Okay. I mean, absolutely phenomenal through the whole thing. And and um, it's just like any other decision, I think, Joe. It's it's You get that information gathering. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And this is tough to gather information for. Mm-hmm. But you get as much as you can. But at the end of the day, like the facts are the facts. you got to do what you feel is best for you. Yeah. Right. What, Period. What's in your heart. Right. 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 And I, my po- whole point with Kirby was, I don't think he was pressing him. I think he Kirby needs to know. Right. He's recruiting transfer he, he quarterbacks right now. Yeah. Right. Because if Carson doesn't come back, they've got nothing in that quarterback. Room. Right. He, right. And, and so I don't blame him if he does. And if he does, and I'm not even you know saying for fact he is, but 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 I go back to the one thing. I think there's peace of mind in Carson Beck's heart mm-hmm. about being on campus and playing quarterback for the University of Georgia. I really, really do believe that, especially when you look at the you look at a, a fair amount of high drafted players at the quarterback position this year versus but to be fair and you can you can speak on this he goes to the combine he has a pro day workout mm-hmm. he goes in that yeah. sport he'll go all if third quarterback at worst case mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. no i mean both both of what you said were true yeah. that's all y'all are gonna get out of me what we do <laughs> I love what we what we do know exactly but that's what he's debating right. about yeah, right right yeah what we do know is that Jaden daniels is headed to the nfl draft and so obviously that's another name that could factor into that top four top five whether carson is there or not in the nfl draft mm-hmm. i'm curious with his news about an hour ago that he is you know obviously leaving lsu headed to the nfl draft i'm curious where do you think he projects um i think he's got a wide range i think he could go anywhere middle of the first to the beginning of the third. I, I think guys like Jaden Daniels are they, all the tape they need. And you you see the progression. You see the improvement. And as much as I think that this pre-draft process is a joke, because it is, I hate every single piece of it, mm-hmm. a guy like Jaden Daniels is either going to make himself a lot of money or cost himself a lot of money because it, it depends. I, I don't know anything about Jaden. I've mm-hmm. never met him. How's he going to interview? How's he going on the whiteboard? How's he medically? Um, all those, all the important stuff at the combine, the stuff they don't show you, like where does he sit with all that? And if he aces all that, like talent-wise in film, he's really good, really good. I and and there there will be no reason not to take him sometime in the first round. He's just really skinny. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lamar. People say Lamar's skinny. First off, Lamar now is two hundred thirty pounds. He's a big dude. Yeah, he wasn't that skinny. Jaden Daniels he, is skinny. I don't know about that. Uh, Bro, Jaden Daniels, his shoulders are, I know. I, I, well, I like, think we're comparing frames, right? Yeah. Like, Regardless of weight, it's the frame. Right. Because there's a difference. Like, Kyler's frame is sturdy. Yeah. Right, where Bryce is small, but it's a different Lamar frame. Lamar was sturdy. Uh, yeah. See, I, I look at Lamar as, like, skinny strong, okay? He is skinny strong, and he's put weight on like his now frame. He's a big you know dude who Lamar now, reminds man. me of, though, yeah. physically, when you meet Lamar, yeah. is 
Have you ever met Percy Harvin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. you walk up and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Percy was put That's together. That's kind of Lamar. Lamar okay. is like. That's what I'm now, saying. See, now. It's so funny Lamar's a big dude now. 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 Yeah, now. And the That's only true. reason I'm saying yeah, is yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. You know, it took three or four years in the league. Yeah. yeah. Rick, Rick Below and I sat across two, two years running with him at the ACC kickoff. And I remember looking at him like, okay, he's, he's not slight, but he also is not. No, you're right. Yeah. 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 So then I look at Caleb Williams as a much bigger figure. Yeah. But at the same time, I do think Jaden Daniels adds weight and keeps his quicks. So here's Matt Miller, okay? And, okay. again, these things are ever-changing. But he's got Caleb, Drake going 1-2, then Marvin Harrison. He has Jaden Daniels fourth. And and it's because of the quarterback. It's because of the position. But then I just wonder if, if they are going to fall in love with, with him when evaluators get older. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know enough about – the reason why I could sit in here so confident last year and talk about Anthony is mm-hmm. because I knew everything about Anthony. I right. knew how he was going to sound in those interviews. I knew what people were going to find out about how smart of a kid he is. Like I knew all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that about Jaden. Yeah. If he is, if if he is that level smart, then yeah, yeah. he he could go for. It. I think he's that talented. I think the the one big boost for him is that he went from kind of a lost, I don't know who you are guy coming out of the desert in Arizona to a machine under how good Brian was Kelly. That team? How good was that offense in Arizona? And don't forget, they had future yeah. NFL head coach Antonio Pierce on the staff, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, good grief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so get to the other ones that we were talking about. So, Jaden Daniels, um, we actually yeah. just saw the graphic about Austin Reed, obviously not playing in the famous Toastery Bowl with Western Kentucky, which is currently going on, yes, at 2.40 in yeah. the afternoon on a Monday. Former Yellow Jacket. Um, yep. and, and then we can also, so we obviously, we know Austin's going, going to go into the draft. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Just kind of got to give love. Former yellow jacket, Sammy Edwards, yeah. real quick. Huh? Third in the Harlan Hill voting, which is the division two Heisman. Round good. of okay. applause. Former St. Augustine player. Love also. Like yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That is awesome. So we know Austin obviously enters the fray in this NFL draft crazy process. Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix. Who are some of the other names? And again, like you said, the, the pre-draft process is so different than actually playing. But who's a guy that maybe we're not talking about and you think, hey, he's got a chance to rise up the board? Oh, gosh. That's tough because I feel like we have way oversold every quarterback in this draft. We've been talking about him for a year. I <clears throat> I think the story of this draft is not going to actually be about quarterback, actually. I, I, I think there's so many teams um, that have such big needs out wide at receiver right now. You look across the league, and mm-hmm. yeah, fifteen in Kansas City yeah. is going to win with whoever. But there's only one of those. Yeah, you got to surround whoever you got. You got to surround your biggest investment with these receivers. So I don't. I I tend to think that maybe it'll be like two years ago, kind of correct itself, or maybe we have two or three first rounders, and then we won't see another one for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, Bo Nix to me, you you mentioned him. Bo Nix is going to crush the process, y'all. Yeah. Like. He I agree. Is, I totally yeah. agree. Rush. He yeah. is oh, an unbelievable pack. athlete. Yeah. yeah. I, that's the one that people need to pay attention. Is he going to be a top 10 pick? Or because he's a little bit older and people have heard about him for so long, is he going to be second round, third round, Malik Willis type situation? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, because he's going to he's going to check every single box. And it's like that, uh, I see him as like a Will Levis and then some, or an AR uh, comp. Can I make a bold call? Yeah, I, I think yeah. he's going to be picked higher than Penix. Can, can I make a bold call on this? Yeah. I think there will be teams that have him as high, if not higher, than Drake May. Mm. I, I and I have no inside information. I'm going purely from my own scouting. Yeah. And what I see and the throws that kid is making. I was not a big Bo Nix fan in the early right. in the beginning. Um, I I don't. 
I don't see a whole lot of flaws. I've got a cube crush on Drake May. I'll I'll admit it. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. And that's not a knock on Drake May. It's more just I'm pumping up Bo Nix. I I think he is going to be kind of the darling of this thing since we're talking first-rounders here. Plus, Bo is off-schedule guy, too. Very good. Accurate off-schedule. Very good. Very athletic. He may run four or five, Just the simple fact that they got to be able to move and throw in this league. Okay. All right. Before we go. Yeah. Brock, Gardner, your assessment of where those two teams are offensively Maybe, maybe. I know it's very different. We're comparing apples and oranges. Does it suggest to the Jags, hey, look at how these teams are playing right now? Well, I think San Francisco definitely does. I think San Francisco is a suggestion to everybody on how you play offensive football. The, but the problem is they got a quarterback on a rookie deal, right? So they can play football that way. Yeah. You can't. That's what we thought was going to happen here, mm-hmm. right? It's some Christian McCaffrey, De, uh, Debo, all that kind of stuff. And it, and it didn't. So they're just really well-spaced, um, their timing's great, and then Indy's just gritty. They're just that – they are that team – I watch every snap of their games, and I, I love watching them. They remind me a little bit of the Jags last year. And watching Gardner gritty. operate, you definitely got to give him credit. That's yep. for sure. They've taken his personality. Yeah, exactly. All right, bro, thanks uh, for dropping yeah, man. in. Love it. Quarterback whisperer at Denny underscore Thompson. Check out Six Points Academy as we get ready to check out the French show. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. My takeaway is that the sun did come up, and the sun also is shining in Tampa. It's shining in San Francisco. And Cam Newton and his disregard for game managers, well, I mean, yeah, maybe Dak didn't perform up to standards. But there's certainly a lot of questions about those guys that are just putting their team in the right position versus, dare I say, generational talent. Well, I'll, I'll follow that takeaway with the sun might have come up, but it also might be setting on your Jacksonville Jaguars because they right now are, are I think, in a state of peril. Uh, doubt, uh, poor play, mistakes, uh, and they've got now a, a hot Bucks team that they're going to face coming up. So they, they, they better get it right, that's for sure. My takeaway is 18, 18 turnovers for Trevor Lawrence, and yeah. we're going to lead into it. Hayes Carline with that. It's like I'm lighting the fuse right now. Yeah, here it, here it comes. Here it comes right now. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. The embedded and shredded. Uh, he looks like he might have shredded, I don't know, uh, several things last night. Yeah. <laughs> After, I broke my phone, yeah. I think. <laughs> I, honestly, this this was uh, – it's not like they were in the game, in the game, but this was a gettable game, Hayes, and mistakes, not with, uh, you know, singular, with the plural, an S on the end of it. Mistakes after mistakes just crushed them. Well, they're not a physical team, mm-hmm. but – they make up for it by not being a smart team either. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it, they've got real issues. That, losing to the Ravens, you know, that's on, right. its, on its own. That doesn't really disturb me, but it's just the, the trend of what we're seeing. You know, this is the time, obviously, you want to be playing your best football, and there's still an opportunity for that to happen for this group, but there's very little signs of life that it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're too deep in the season to be making the kind of – mistakes that that they're making the end of half situation I mean that's something that would be poor at the collegiate level let alone at the NFL level and uh, I they're just there's it's just it's it's constant I mean when you look at their they're tied for fourth in the league in giveaways yeah you know they haven't been able to hold on to the football all year Uh, the the you know operational penalties are still an issue 
and uh, you know, and, and they can't block anybody. I mean, their their uh, yards per play running the ball is next to dead last in the league. So it, they just have a lot going poorly for them. Now, you know, if they can get a win in Tampa, then yeah, they should be fine. I I, I think they would still win the division. I I don't know that they're going to beat Tampa, but if they do, right, then I think they're going to win the division. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely cause to you know, I think panic. I mean, mm-hmm. they've lost three in a row. It's starting to slip away. If they lose a fourth in a row, it starts to get really dicey in terms of letting the Colts or Texans come in and, and win this thing late. All right, you guys will be all in it today. All over that, John Osher will join us in the 5 o'clock hour for uh, the Ozone, so we always look forward to that. And, yeah, it's going to be a, a fun Frangie show coming up. I say fun. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get into the Jags, so we'll, <laughs> it, I guess your idea of fun will depend on uh, your perspective. If you're the a hammer sadistic will, SOB. The yeah. hammer yeah. will lay down the law. That's yeah. always fun. Yeah. All right, buddy, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Hayes, Frank, uh, Lauren, and RJ, they will have it coming up here in just a few moments. Uh, yeah, an exhausting Sunday night. And then it turned into a Monday hangover of the worst ways. We are but done. But it's a Mokama Monday. Exactly. So it's a good Monday. Exactly. Uh, you know, go into Total or ABC, pick up some of that great craft. Just look for any of the Mokama lines and you can enjoy it there. And of course, up in Fernandina on South 8th Street or the brand new Wildlight location, Mokama.com. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Maddie Hayes, Big Sirson, JJ, you got the Francis show up next.